Hi, I'm John Ziegler, and I never listen to None Take. Muted. <laughs> Fucking damn it. <laughs> what is up, dude? Yeah, I don't know. I can't hear you. You tell I me. I like your... There you like... are. Oh, my beer's behind me. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Cool shirt. Oh, <laughs> it's my Christian Bale t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The listeners, the front says, I'm a hardcore Christian. And on the back, it's got uh, his face in American Psycho, and it says Bale fan. Um, I, in my wildest dreams, never imagined something like this would happen. The first time I wore this out, I wore it to like a brewery in San Diego. And like this couple came up to me and was like, we're really proud of you for wearing that. That's really brave of you. I'm like, oh, thanks. Oh, oh, I can't turn around. I can't see the back. I can't let you see the back of my shirt to this day. I don't want to upset you. Yeah. (laughs) What a wild thing to say in America, right? Like you're so brave for being an outspoken Christian. It's like. I mean, right. I, I do get the, what they're saying, but like at the same time, it's like, it's the most dominant religion in the country. Like, you know, but it's uh and, and, and we're just getting ready for uh, the war on Christmas. So, you know, just warming up for this, which side you got, Alan, do you hate um, Christmas Christmas? I, I, um, I'm fine. I yeah, I know. It's, okay. It's all good. Yeah. I yeah. got you on the Happy spot, holidays. Baby. Merry oh, Christmas. Happy Honda days. Uh, truck happy month. Holidays. Truck month. We figured this out. Truck month is like March, I think. Isn't it two months like February and March? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we get a little lull after uh, Toyota Thon and Happy Honda Days. We get Truck Month. <laughs> All right. Um, I thought I had a question I was going to ask you to start the show. I guess I don't, dude. I have I I, I found the wildest conspiracy. This blew oh. my fucking mind. I found this. I'm so proud of this one. I have one for later in the show during our wackadoo segment that I'm also going to kind of co-sign. <laughs> like it's here to mock, but I'm like, oh fuck, you kind of got me. Um, but this one, like, I am all on all aboard on this. So, um, I Google has this thing where you can have it read to you, like the Google search results. So I'm gonna. This is not. I'm not setting it up. It's not going to be like. It's not going to be like Mexican America. Or something like that. Once I do it, it's not this. It's not going to tell the patient you are going to insert your finger into his rectum and that it will be cool. It's not that. It's not that. Um, This is uh, so. It's like a. It's a story about um, like a Huckleberry Finn type novel series from the late 1800s about a character that I think if I'm going to say it, I'm going to I'm going to blow the story. So let me just see how this goes. I'm going to play this and then I'll do a regular opening sound. Trump's marvelous underground. The story of Baron Trump. What? Baron Trump. Shut up. What is the story of Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey? What? According to Book Passage, the novels recount the adventures of the German boy Wilhelm Heinrich Sebastian von Trump, who goes by Baron Trump as he discovers weird underground civilizations, offends the natives, flees from his entanglements with local women, and repeats this pattern until arriving back home at Castle Trump. You didn't look it up. It's real. Like, I'm not, this isn't just something that's kind of funny like that. There, Baron Trump, and isn't it that's, funny that it wasn't his real name, but he goes by Trump just like Trump? Yeah, just like Trump. Trump. Dude, uh, that's wild. Dude, simulation, right? <laughs> right. Like, that is insane. That is insane. That is Absolutely. fucking crazy. <laughs> like, do you want to get weirder? Sure. I always want to get weirder. When Tesla, who may or may not have had some scribblings about time travel, mm-hmm. when Tesla died, guess who went and like collected to sell his belongings? Oh, I don't know. Somebody named Elon? Somebody named Trump. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know, like Frank Trump. I'm not sure. His like uncle or something. Yeah. Right, right, right. Dude. Mary's dad. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's like, I, I understand like, that's not like a huge explosion. That's kind of like a slow burn of like, what do I do with this information? Right. Like, is Donald Trump a time traveler? Who went back and wrote all these novels about his son? Like I, I don't, I don't have any. I don't know. I, I mean, time traveler maybe. I don't see him being an author. I don't, I don't know about that. Okay, <laughs> okay. that's a good point. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. I'm gonna open it up with a clip that uh, Christian sent us about glasses. Oh, this is a guy that needs to get glasses. So it's an Aussie at the optometrist doing the eye exam where you cover your eye and read out a line. Christian, also a hardcore Christian. Oh, yeah. My friend Christian, who was born on Christmas Day, and he's an atheist. <laughs> we used to, when we'd go out, we used to tell people he was Jewish. And then he'd, we'd be like, but I was born on Christmas, so my mom called me Christian. And he'd pull out his driver's license. It was a funny bit in like 2008. Uh, anyways, shout out Christian who listens to the show while he mows his huge lawn. Um, all right, here's a, here's a clip. Here's some Aussies at the eye exam. All right, just read that first line for me. I could am yep. scared of. What? Next line. Wow. Uh, I'm not saying that. Can't read that one? I can read it. It's the N-word. I'm not going to say it. Um, well, I guess you need glasses. It's pretty bad for an Aussie. <laughs> Aussies would say it. Have a good day. You too. Oh, Niagara. Y'all let me in this damn house. <laughs> Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. <laughs> Are you recording? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right, well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Boom. episode 311 of Not Taken, the internet's only debate and current events show with your hosts, Dustin and Alan, two political nomads from two different worlds. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's big damn band for the intro, uh, for the use of their song Ways and Means for the intro, for the intro, for the intro music, Alan. Hey, thank you for joining us. The time of this recording, it is Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. It's a great day for America. <laughs> we are two coastal elites coming to you from the shores of the mighty Cumberland in Madison, Tennessee, all the way to the Pacific waters of El Cerrito, California. Here to recap another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal lives. Please subscribe right now, wherever you're listening to this. Remember, we don't have an advertising budget. Y'all are ads. Only way we get any sort of money into the show is if you go over to trumpgags.com. That's the redirect site that'll take you to our Patreon site. Join Patreon, become a member, become a part of the show. Uh, that's how we pay for things like redirect sites and uh, <laughs> stickers and things we want to do for the show. Speaking of stickers, we got a brand new logo thanks to our uh, graphic designer on staff, Natasha. Alan, what Hell do you yeah. think of that logo? It's awesome. I love it. I've gotten a lot of people ask me why the zebra, and I realized, wow, we got a lot of new listeners over the last year or so. 
That's awesome. I like so that. do you remember why we did the zebra? I mean, I, I do. It's, it's, I have my answer. It's the book. Yes. The book. Robert Sapolsky yeah. has a book, uh, Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. Um, there's a, there's a lot in that book that's interesting. And, uh, but one of the, one of the other things that kind of couples with that. So, so, so like zebras are chill as fuck. Like their heart rate's super low. They don't stress about dick and until there's like a lion and then they're like, okay, well we're fine in our pack. You know, we don't have to scramble. That's what, and then they drop their heart rate back down. They don't give a fuck. The only thing. So, well, so, so in that way, we sort of see ourselves as zebras. Cause like we say in the show, two political nomads, things like that. Right. Yeah. Don't always have a home politically. Um, so one, we, uh, we camouflage well, right. I, I don't know <laughs> right. about you, but I, I, I tend to do really well in right wing and left wing circles, just kind of being like, well, I understand what you mean by that. I can see this, like, yeah. those kind of conversations. Same. So in that way, it's the zebra, but there's a layer to this. People don't realize this, but zebras hate each other. Like zebras hate other zebras. And I feel like that perfectly sums up the way anybody who's an independent or isn't just like dyed in the wool towards the extreme left or right gets treated by saying anything outside of like the agreed upon statements is like, oh, well, you mean you must be the opposite. It's like, okay, fucking shit. So, uh, yeah, that's why it's a zebra. <laughs> There's layers to this shit. I like there it. There is layers it. to this shit. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, um, what have you been up to? Oh, wait. Head on over to Slickets Digital, slickitsdigital.com for all your SEO and marketing needs. Alan, hell yeah. What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Hope y'all are having a great week. I know my personal life has been a, a little bit uh, mundane as of late, but I made up for it oh, this weekend. Oh, nice. I, uh, <laughs> so after work on Saturday, I went over to my good buddy Craig's house. NBC. Um, and we hung out, we barbecued, had some beverages, they went out to some bars. And then we went back to his place. We hit the hot tub. Uh-oh. Do- Look out. He, or- <laughs> he ordered Domino's at like, I don't know, 1130 or midnight. Uh, and then we went back out to the bars again um, and closed it <laughs> down the at 2 fuck? o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And then- How far are the bars from his place? Oh, he's like two blocks from there. Okay. It's like right yeah. there. It'd be hilarious if he was like, it's like a five-minute drive. We were fine. <laughs> no, it's like right there. And then uh, Tim, I met Tim. We met Tim on Sunday morning. His buddy wanted to watch the Patriots game. It was a 10 o'clock start. So we met him at the bar. We'd already been out There's the night. Patriots before. fans? <laughs> oh, he's from he's from the area. So, so. He, he comes by it, honestly. Okay. Um, Tim's not, obviously. But, yeah. but anyways, so uh, we went back to the bar that we had been at the night previously at 10 o'clock in the morning and started drinking beers and, you know, having some more food. Um eventually craig do you not get hangovers uh well the beer helps also daylight savings time helps oh yeah uh you got an extra hour so not bad um that was okay i I rallied pretty well um and then (laughs) so craig left and uh jamie left so it's just me tim and allison allison was out there too um we we decided to go to the restaurant next door to the stadium pub we had some himalayan food have you had himalayan food not um there's an indian food place that i used to get food from called like the himalaya but i don't know that it was specifically no it was good i feel like i've had it before himalaya that's a a fucking that's a region that's not a country do you mean tibetan food nepalese Nepalese? yeah okay i guess the actual term himalayan Um, yeah fucking yeti droppings (laughs) yeah yeah fried yeti and then (laughs) and then we went to um the tap room down there in walnut creek called ool and i ended up talking to the bread man What's I'm that? sorry, the who? Yeah, spell the sound you made. You is a bar Ooh. called O U O U L E. All right, call it whatever Anyways. you want. I don't think that's going to help. <laughs> so there's a guy in Walnut Creek that everybody calls the Bread Man. 
He just shows up at bars and gives people bread. He bakes bread like as a hobby. And he gives it? Yeah. Nice. So I've run into him before, but never like really hung out with him. So Tim and Allison headed out, and I ended up hanging out with him for a while longer. And we were just talking. Dude, I, I basically did a podcast for him for like an hour, I think. Um, <clears throat> so hopefully he's listening to the show. I nice. told him what it was. But, nice. but uh, we had a good time. Uh, and then I wrapped it up. And I slept all day Monday. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. That that was my you had a weekend, weekend man. A, yeah, that's a way to get caught up on. Um, it was a very good time. I yeah. had a lot of fun. Always a good time seeing Craig and Tim and Allison in the gang. So oh yeah, a lot of fun. That's dope. How man. about you, man? Um, we didn't do anything Friday night. Tosh had a show Saturday night. Um, mm-hmm. so like I drank a little bit during the day watching Oklahoma lose. But I was like, oh, we got to be on the other side of town. So just kind of paced myself. And then when we got there, um, I like I, I didn't drink at all during the show. So I was pretty sober by the time we left. Tosh's Tosh, show is great. I've seen her in this act before. It's the chicken act. Uh, it's hilarious. Um, cool. Yeah, it's Gonzo and his chickens, but it's sexual because it's burlesque. <laughs> okay. I like the premise. Yeah, it is. It's great, man. There's a point where she's taking Gonzo's tie and spanking it with it. It's, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. I don't want to give away the act. Um, right. Anyway, so we're driving home, and uh, she's like, I know your team lost. Uh, well, you know, it'll make you feel better. What if we go to Whataburger? I was like, oh, okay, we'll go to Whataburger. Oh, so I accidentally set the GPS to the wrong Whataburger. It's like six in one, half dozen in the other, but it wasn't the one I meant to go to. Um, so we get our Whataburger, we eat it in the car, and we start driving home. And while we're driving home, we're kind of taking the back way. And Natasha just finished saying, like, you know, one thing I like about taking the back way is that you don't have all the crazy freeway drivers. I'm like, yeah, no shit. And this guy in, like, a Sentra, it wasn't an Altima. I would have known if it was an Altima, but it was, like, a little bit more compact. A Sentra's close enough, I think. It's adjacent. Yeah. Well, so this guy in a Sentra, I see the headlights coming up behind me, and I, like, don't react. I'm in the left lane, um, and... Natasha, like, she's kind of a nervous driver or passenger. So, like, I don't react. I just keep it cool. I see this guy speeding up and he just, like, just drifts around me, then drifts back into our lane and then overcorrects into the center <clears throat> medium. Oh, no. And then the road curves and then he really overcorrects. Then he turns sideways, goes into the ditch and flips oh, and lands with the nose of the car landing down. And we drove past it and called 911 because I'm not getting involved in that guy's right. bad decisions. I've wow. seen trauma lately to fucking deal with. I'm not fucking dealing with that. So, um, yeah, pretty sure he brought that on himself. And I don't wish any, you know, pain on him. I'm glad he didn't sure. hit anybody else. I didn't see anybody in the car because I looked when he drove by. He mm. just looked glassy eyed when he drove by. Oh, uh, yeah, it was very upsetting. It was one of those things yeah. where you're just like, it's pretty scary. You don't think about it when you wake up in the morning. Then an hour later, you're like, oh fuck. I looked all over the news to see if there was a fatality. I couldn't find anything. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, you know how drunks are, right? They just oh, yeah. bounce around Walk through away. it. They'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can I give you a little lighthearted thing for my personal life? To yeah, please make up for that. After that. Uh, I was playing fetch with Mithra in the backyard while I was grilling. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, we grilled on Saturday. I made some uh, drumsticks on the smoker. It was so fucking good. Nice. Uh, and just a little bit of sauce to tighten it up for the last fifteen minutes, and just snapped into it. But a smoky fucking juicy inside like oh. turkey drumsticks or what no kind? chicken drumsticks chicken. They were okay, good, okay. Yeah. oh my god it was so good anyway nice. um so i'm playing fetch with mithra and then i look down while he's sitting there like nosing the ball towards me like sitting there panting he gonna pick it up is he gonna pick it up he's gonna pick it up and i look down and he's got a full-on fucking lipstick 
just like dog dick red. And I'm just like, <laughs> is this fucking sexual for you? I mean, he was excited. I don't want to play fetch with him anymore. I didn't know that's, it was sexual. That's pretty weird. I don't think I've ever uh, heard yeah, of that. Yeah, this dog's before. got a lot of wires crossed, but it explains a lot. It's like, you know, some people masturbate too much. Mm-hmm, sure. That's the way his relationship with fetch is. He's just like, I, I, play, I saw a ball. <laughs> I just, oh my God, I need to go play fetch. Uh, some people, not me. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was an interesting parallel. To now would be I, a bad time to mention the person we met Saturday night, because I think yeah. I told you when I told you that we met this person. So we met a publicist of a prominent American politician mm-hmm. who said, and I quote, he loves coming on podcasts. He goes on podcasts all the time. He loves to talk. And I think I told you, okay, but we can't talk about prostate stuff anymore <laughs> for a few weeks. Yeah. Al Gore. It was funny. I got to break that news to uh, to Tim and Allison and, and Craig. And they were like, what? I was like, apparently. I don't know. We'll <laughs> Maybe. We got to play we'll it see. cool. It could happen. Yeah. Al Gore. Al Gore. I mean, we've gotten guests that. Al Gore. I know. I, I know. I think it would be fucking it in your pants, I can't. You gotta like. He invented the internet, Alan. The thing we're doing the show on. (laughs) It's fair. fair. All right. Don't pull a Mithra, dude. You kind of. All right. All right. All right. I'll leave the jokes to the professionals, Alan. Uh, This is uh, one that Thrash sent in. This is um, is about um, our Lord and Savior and Chinese immigrant. I'm an immigrant in this country, and uh, when I first got here, one day I was uh, visited by two guys in suit and tie. His name is Joe Wong. And they said to me, have you found Jesus Christ? (laughs) I said, no. (laughs) They said, if you don't follow Jesus Christ, you're going to go to hell. I said, well, there were a billion people in China who don't follow Jesus Christ. Will they all go to hell? They said, no, they won't, because uh, they don't know Jesus Christ. But now you know. (laughs) It's coming up a lot already in the show. (laughs) I said, then why did you tell me? (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Oh, thanks, George. Um, I've got one from Ben. Who says Ben says his his last name really is Wonders, which is wild. I believe him. Yeah, well, I believe him too. Um, yeah, okay. I didn't think he was lying, Alan. <laughs> the fuck? Can I just play <laughs> the clip? Nelson. Oh, whoa! Yes. <laughs> That's a sin. Please. But I've also realized I'm a jealous ex. I didn't know that about myself until I saw a picture of him on Instagram with another girl, and immediately I was like, "Oh, I just want to like tie you to a chair and make you watch me fuck somebody else." But that was like his favorite thing. So you gotta just be creative with these weird little guys. That's uh, that's Maddie Maddie Weiner, but it's T W I E. N-E-R, Maddie uh, with two okay. D's, Maddie T-, T. Wiener, Maddie T. Wiener. Looks like Tweener. Anyways, that's pretty Quite funny. aggressive. Yes, yeah. Fun. Well, we've liked her. She's been on a few times. I think, uh, I think she talked about her, that yeah. Midwest fat before. Um, yes, yes. This is, Way sent this in. This is a woman named Ethel, which is a pivotal pivotal part of this uh, stand-up performance. So um, don't know. Uh, this is, mm, I don't know. They're not making it easy to find her name. I know her name's Ethel. 
my name is Ethel, See? and growing up, I didn't really like my name because my mom gave me a name that Asian people can't pronounce because we don't have the TH sound in our language, right? So I was at a Chinese restaurant, and the hostess came out, and she said, Your table is ready, asshole. Your table is ready. Party of two, asshole. And I was like, China is asshole. Did you mean Ethel? Yes, asshole, your table is ready. Party of two. All right, that's the joke. That's it. We get the joke. That's very funny. Very old-timey name. I didn't... Yeah, you don't meet a lot of Ethel's. But you know what? Like, just in our generation... I feel a lot of those old timey American names were immigrant families naming their kids that. And often mm. growing up on the West Coast, it was often Asian American. So, like Eunice's and Ethel's. Yeah. Uh, yeah those, yeah. yeah Gretchen's, yeah. things like that, right? Ooh, Gretchen's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I met a Gretchen for a minute. <laughs> right. Um, Slickett sent this in. Nate Bergazzi's kind of having a moment. So, Nate Bergazzi, Nate Bergazzi has been breaking through for a while um, yeah. as a comic. Uh, but he hosted Saturday night live last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they had billboards for him all over, uh, Nashville, uh, congratulating him. Cause you know, uh, Tennessee zone. Um, and, uh, Mike even posted a thing saying that in his book, the perfect amount of wrong, which you could buy on Amazon, uh, and leave a review. It's a great book. Perfect amount of wrong mm-hmm. by Mike Bridenstine history of the alt comedy on Chicago's North side. Um, Neighbor Godsey was a part of that. He was there going to those mics back in that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. The guy's been putting in work for a long time. Uh, anyway, so this is a bit of his from his newest special on Netflix. I would take her to Chuck E. Cheese all the time. You can go there. They had COVID in 84. So well, they can't even survive in there. That's what I mean. Chuck E. Cheese is rough. I don't know if you've been there in a while. They look like they're trying to go to business and they can't. <laughs> They filed for bankruptcy and they're still open. They called Blockbuster and they're like, how do you get out? We want out. They're updating nothing. That Chucky band is just robotic. I mean, the drummer doesn't even turn on. It just sits like that the whole time. They, they sell booze to parents now. They just give them buckets of Bud Light. They're drunk in a booth at 9 a.m. If someone drives those kids home, I don't see a bunch of Ubers and Lyfts showing up. There was a Chuck E. Cheese that got caught. If people didn't eat all their pizza, they would just put it back out on the buffet. And that would shut down any normal business. And with Chuck E. Cheese, they have thrived. I mean, they... I didn't, when I read the story, I was like, I thought that's what they were doing. I thought we agreed that that's fine. I didn't know what the article was about. I would take a check. Uh, uh, dude, he says they're not updating the animal or the robots. Have you seen, have you been to one? I worked at one the other day or a month or so ago and it was, they have screens up. It's all digital. Oh, I haven't been to one. No, forever. Ted, Ted Gazinski was right. Let's <laughs> move it all digital. These kids need to yeah. see the terrifying robots. Yeah, they too. Might as well I was be on actually, a I didn't know he was going to reference that story, but that I've heard that before about them reusing people's pizza. Really? <laughs> like reserving it to other people or in their buffet. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's, yeah. It's funny. He's totally right. Like he, he knew the audience reaction would agree with him. Cause like when, when he said that I was thinking, I was like, I don't feel like that even like 
that doesn't rise my concern. Like that's right. that's within what I was kind of like, yeah, that's you know, yeah, didn't the finish we it. expect them to do. That's yeah. probably. I mean, you're not going to put yeah. half chewed pieces up there, you know? No, like, no. all right, well, what's the difference then? You know? <laughs> I mean, if it sits on the buffet, people are breathing on it. What's the big deal? You know? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You'll be fine. Um, I'm playing this clip, this next one yeah. that Alan sent in uh, from Princess Henke. Okay, Princess. With three S's, then hen, and the letter K. All right, whatever. Um, I'm playing this. It's a little tedious at the beginning and formulaic, but the fucking payoff is really fucking worth it. <laughs> this clip a lot of mind. celebrities have fragrances. Billie Eilish has a fragrance. Beyonce has a fragrance. I started thinking, how come comedians don't have fragrances? <laughs> And it's because we're not sexy enough. Like, no one wants to smell like Amy Schumer. (laughs) (laughs) If Amy Schumer had a fragrance, it would smell like hot dogs and other people's jokes. (laughs) (laughs) If Joe Rogan had a fragrance, it would smell like elk and jalapenos. If Carlos Mencia had a fragrance, it would smell like elk and jalapeno. <laughs> Johnny, if Johnny Depp has a fragrance called Savage, pronounced Sauvage. <laughs> if Chris D'Elia had a fragrance, it would be called Underage. <laughs> if Louis C.K. had a fragrance, it wouldn't smell like anything. It just would squirt you in the eye. Uh, is that it? Thank you so much. Okay, thank God. I thought it ended with the Carlos Mencia joke because that was fucking hilarious. That was like, that, yeah, <laughs> she had a few good punchlines on that one. Did you get the feeling somebody else wrote that joke? Oh, I kind of had now. the feeling. Yeah, I know, right? It just didn't feel yeah. like whatever. Okay, it's fine. But of course, I'm only saying it because it's a woman, right? Sure. Okay. God damn it, Dustin. I know. Hey, you sent this in about Pete Holmes. That was pretty good. I think it'll end our comedy segment. Okay. This is like borderline just like later on in the show talk, which is Pete Holmes' whole style. So Pete, this is a joke from Pete Holmes from his newest special. You were talking about it. Oh, yeah. wait. You didn't send me this. You told me you wanted to have clips of Pete Holmes. So I put this here and put it under Alan. <laughs> I think God created the universe. Some people think nothing created the universe. I did not intend to have so much theocracy at the beginning of the show. <laughs> you know, we're trying to appeal which to Which is yeah. the funniest guess. <laughs> Oh, the funniest guess is that nothing created the universe. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And the nothing people make fun of the God people. They say God doesn't exist. I'm like, okay, maybe. But you know what definitely doesn't exist? Nothing. <laughs> That's the defining characteristic of nothing, is that it doesn't exist. So what are we talking about? Either you think it's God, something you can't see, touch, taste, photograph, and science can't prove, or you think it's nothing, something you can't see, touch, taste, photograph, and science can't prove. But I think we can all agree, if nothing, if your nothing sometimes spontaneously erupts into everything, that's a pretty goddamn magical fucking nothing, you guys. <laughs> and ask, ask the nothing people, what happens when you die? They'll tell you, nothing. You go into nothing. I'm like, you mean you merge back with your creator? <laughs> that's, that's heaven, bitch. <laughs> 
Thanks, George. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, that transitions us transitions us just fine into our oh, segment. Uh, oh, wait. Don't I have? Oh, I have this own. So, so um, who sent that? Greg sent this in. It's uh, Winston Churchill. It's an AI that the that um, it's a stand up act that an AI did of Winston Churchill giving a speech. Got it. Okay. Rumors that the Germans have set up concentration camps. Anyone, anyone here have been camping? Some of you? Yep, some of you. What's the deal with camping? Spend loads of money to be homeless for a week. <laughs> anyway, genocide. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Those AIs have a, a ways to go, I think, yeah, before writing jokes. I think they just put the words in. The, the AI was impressive. It was the voice. Okay. Um, I do have sort of weird sports clip to start this off. I don't want you to look at the screen, Alan. Okay. Just imagine what's happening in this clip. Maybe what, what he's talking about. Like, this is... It, it's, it's only going to get bigger. Oh, about that? What? Uh, it's the what? coach of the Dolphins talking about something. I honestly didn't look into it, but uh, <laughs> the, the, the meme says she saw it soft. <laughs> He's a grower, it Alan. makes perfect sense. Yeah, a lot yeah, of, of us are growers, you know, yeah, to some extent. I think every, everybody's a grower to some extent, Alan. <laughs> well, yeah. Do uh, you want to talk about that more? Should I play another? No. <laughs> okay. All right. You got to get Al Gore on the show. Dude. Oh, God damn it. All right. <laughs> Oh, fuck. This is um, this is Joe Biden on SNL. SNL roasting Joe Biden. This is from the okay. Weekend Update. Colin Jost. In what many people are calling a high point of his term, President Biden gave multiple speeches this week in which he issued the same strong warning to anyone thinking about attacking Israel. And here was his message. Don't. <laughs> don't. 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 I won't. I really like that Biden only needs one word to get his point across. He's he's basically the Groot of presidents. But to give you an idea of how effective don't is, it's the same thing Biden says to his dog right before it bites another secret service agent. <laughs> I was uh, trying calm- to find the clip of Kamala saying do not come, but I don't have it very well. Do not come. Do not come, yeah. Um, oil companies, this is, uh, oil companies, um, trolling climate activists. So these are, sorry. So these are trolls pretending to work for Shell, trolling people at climate rallies, climate change rallies, pretending to work for Shell. We're with Shell. We're just here to make peace. I love the Dutch accent. Did you hear it? They're like, whatever Shell. I I can't even do it. That, that definitely wasn't Dutch, but here. With Shell, we're just here to make peace. If oil companies are bad and animals are good, why are the animals always doing blackface? It's a picture oh, of a that. duck. It's a picture of a duck covered in tar and oil. How about that? How about Indeed. that? Yeah, we're not going to get. See, we hear about the climate change emergency. We're trying to get Al Gore right. on. Right, climate change. He should, is he should like that. She said he likes to come on podcasts. He said, she said he comes on edgy podcasts all the time, and then she goes, he was on Pod Save America, Save America. and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Is that edgy? I don't think we're on the list. Um, oh, Married with Children. Josh sent this in. Felina's Josh sent this in. This is an old clip of Married with Children that I feel like it's fucking hilarious. That your wife has been seeing my husband. Let me get this straight. Pardon the expression. <laughs> so a man shows up at his door and says his wife's dating. Al's wife is dating the man's husband. Let me right. get this straight. 
Do you cook for him? Every day. Tonight, for example, I made him a nice, juicy steak. Mm -hmm. Do do the kids know about Married with Children? So Pam, his wife, wouldn't cook or make anything for him, and he would work all day and she'd stay at home. It was like classic sitcom, right? Yeah, he sold shoes and raised a family of four. What else? Uh, nice baked potato. Maybe he's just tired of you sitting at home while he's out working. No, I work. I'm an office manager, 40000 a year. That bastard. <laughs> Guys like that deserve what they get. He's getting your wife. Oh, let the punishment fit the crime. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's my fault. Andy's a man about town, whereas I just like to stay home and watch a ball game. Wait a second. Wait a second. You, you work, you cook, and you like sports? Yeah. Al, you gotta help me. I want my husband back. Isn't there any way you can talk to him? I don't know, Pete. What about us? <laughs> Won't that interfere with our quality time? No. That's, that's oh, all about that. It's getting tedious, but yeah, yes, yeah, good setup. Old sitcom joke that probably wouldn't fly anymore. Right, right. Um, oh, speaking of what well, Felina's just sent this one in too. Speaking of people cheating on each other, what are I know you're familiar with it, but hot takes, Alan. Do you have an opinion on the concept of a work wife? I think we've covered it before on the show, but yeah, I didn't. I mean, have you ever had a work wife, Alan? Say it into the microphone and uh, direct it towards your friend in Arizona. <laughs> Yes, I ha- I have uh, I have had a work. This is a turn. I was not expecting this. <laughs> Did I've had? Yeah, yes, I didn't identify them as work wives. They identified as you as their wife. work wife. I understand. So you were someone's work wife. <laughs> sure, let's oh. go with that. <laughs> Did you have a real wife at the time? Uh, yeah. Can I keep this in the show? You can. I'm running out of questions because my so, so, I, I'm learning something big about my friend right now. <laughs> I, so I think when I, we talked about it before, I was like, "Yeah, it, when if something gets to that level, it's probably going to not end well." Um, and yeah, I, I'm speaking from personal experience. She boil your rabbits or something like that? No, no. Okay. <laughs> do you think there people, are no dead rabbits on the on the front? Do you porch. think people will get uh uh? What is that fatal attraction reference? Fatal attraction, yeah. Okay, wow. Okay. Uh, well, this is a joke <laughs> of uh, work wife. Oh, it's my work wife. Oh, the, the infamous work wife. Hang on, I'll introduce you. Oh, hi, hi. hi. So, I've been to introduce you to Ellie. Oh, my God. Ellie. Hi. So nice to meet you. I've heard so much Me about too. you. It's nice to put a face to the name. Where's my proper good morning? Oh. Hi. Uh, what are you doing? What? Why did you kiss her? Because she's my work wife. I'm your wife? Are you okay, Ellie? Nah, not really. <laughs> You're kissing my husband. He's my husband too. He's my work husband. <laughs> That's not a real thing. Well, our work marriage license would say different. <laughs> you got married? Yes, I told you that. No, you didn't. How was it even legal? We just came back from a honeymoon. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, to- I told you. I said we went on a honeymoon to Fiji. I thought that was a continuation of the joke. I have been nothing but transparent with you, and now I feel like you're making me out to be the bad guy. <laughs> transparent is not the word I'd use, Ron. <laughs> I even told you well in advance when we took out our work mortgage. <laughs> Wait, now, so you own 
property together? Like, I mean, what else am I missing? Wow. Firmly against work wives. Um, yeah, just cheat. Like, if you, like, don't call it something stupid. Uh, okay. Um, Greg sent this in. This is Tucker interviewing Theo Vaughn. Tucker. Tucker. Oh. All right, Alan, hold on. How about that? I, I labeled all of the Tucker ones pink. So I've got... Tucker! I got... Whoa! Does he eat dogs? Cat turd? All right, that's what I got. Sober 18 months? Yep. One of the reasons... Oh, yeah, I got one more. I smoked crack with Barack Obama and had sex with him. Well, okay. okay. Uh, he asked Theo Vaughn if he's been sober or something like that. You're sober 18 months? Yep. One of the reasons I don't do cocaine anymore is because they fucking ruined it. I said that. Why? With the fentanyl. It used to be just baby laxative. Yeah, but I'd rather shit than die. You know? I agree with that completely. <laughs> I mean, I, you know... I'd rather get off the toilet and be like, oh, that was hectic, than be like, you know, laying there just like, God, going, wish I could going shit. Going blue, yeah. But I got to go to heaven. And that, and that, by the way, is a guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I don't think Tucker's ready to ad-lib, but that was pretty good. He's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's the hope. But, so hey, how's I, it been 18 months? It's been good, man. I love it, you know. How were the first six weeks? Mm, that's the toughest part. Oh, I know. I've been yeah. there. Oh, you have? Yeah. What did you have to get off of? Oh, Same nicotine. But, okay. Yeah, it's been 21 years, but yeah. But you still, you can drink, though? No. <laughs> I can I can do a little blow. I can drink. But other than that, I'm totally sober. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's a modified separate. Who was your sponsor? Program. Shepard Smith? <laughs> okay, that's funny. But I'm not going to comment on it beyond that. That's fine. Um no, and no dig is Shepard. I'm a fan of Shepard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, no, but he's just a legend in a lot of circles from a lot of friends of mine from different colleges. How do you, how do you know all this? Is what like, is happening? Is this fucking real? I think so, yeah. Okay. Dude, it's easy. You just be alive and you just pay attention. <laughs> well, I, without comment. Isolate that laugh, right? Yes. Depending on that, no. I will say. But uh, no, sobriety's been cool for me, man. But it was tough the first six weeks. Like, how would you do? Yeah, I think what's tough is, like, uh, having to change, having to quit something, you know? Yeah. Having to not have a beer. You're sober 18 months? Yep. This is, uh, Nicotine frees your mind. Yeah, that's that, that's what I thought he was going to say he was sober from. <laughs> like, when that guy talks about having a fucking problem, he rants about nicotine. We know that one. Yeah. Um, hey, what did I talk over? Did he say cocaine? He said, you name it. Oh, he said, you name it. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not expect that much entertainment from that. Thanks, Greg. I watched like the I first five minutes. By that yeah, as well. Yes. Yeah. Huh. For both of them, honestly. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh, about that. There we go. I had a whole Jeopardy clip I was going to play. I had uh, Robin Williams. Do you want to do? Do you want to do the Jeopardy category, or do you want calendar facts? Uh, Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Okay. This is this is actually pretty good. Hog or dog. Horse, I'll hog, give you or the dog. breeds, and you tell me whether I'm talking about horses, hogs, oh, or dogs. This be a good game. I'll do horse, hog, or dog for 300. The Canadian Pacer and the Arabian. Horse. Dulé. What is horse? Right. Horse, hog, or dog for 600. Oh. The Irish Draft and the Lipizzaner. I don't. I'm going hog. I'm, say, I'm saying horse again. Peter. What is a dog? No. Cheryl. What is a hog? Also incorrect. 
Dooley, I like your chances here. What is a horse? You what? got it. <laughs> Thrush sent this in, by the way. That was a close one. I didn't know. <laughs> Just like that, you're in the lead. So it's hilarious because by process of elimination, there being three, he was the third person. Right. He got it. Keep keep that in mind. That's actually going to come up again. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> horse, hog, a dog for 900. Okay. <laughs> the mule foot and the Hampshire. Alan? I'm going to say hog. That sounds like a horse to me. Okay. Oh, it's a trick. No, mule, mule foot has to be not a horse. You wouldn't call it a mule foot. Right. Those are hogs. Oh, yes. Alan. Horse, hog, a dog I'm for 1,200. The Shiba Inu and the Saluki. A dog. Everybody knows that. Peter. What is a dog? Right. What is a dog? I'll go horse, hog, or dog for 1,500. The large black and the large white. Alan. Wow. I did. It's not a dog. It's going to go hog. So I just want to be on record here. I've been waiting for this moment. (laughs) You just said that there is a type of hog called what? You say say that full sentence. The large black or the large white. I think the large black what, Alan? Hog. (laughs) Say it, Alan. (laughs) Large black hog. (laughs) Peter. What is a dog? I'm sorry, no. Uh-huh. They're like, there's no way it's a large white hog. No, it just doesn't exist, right? <laughs> it's 50-50 now. You got to buzz in. Dooley's going to try it. What is a horse? No. <laughs> so dog is taken, horse is taken. Yeah, Cheryl. I forgot what they said. What is a dog? No. Oh. <laughs> It's so stupid. Isn't that something? I think I swept that. I think you missed one, but yeah. 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 All right. Very good, Alan. Very good. All that Carper Narp experience. Yes, yeah. You're very well trained or prepared for a game like that. All right. Well, uh, I already said we're playing Isn't That Something now. So here's some Isn't That Something. It it was, I was listening to the New York Times yesterday morning, their podcast, Mm -hmm. um, The Daily. Or no, it was this morning. Or maybe it was, uh, what day was this? Oh, it was last week. It was last week. Okay. Um, I thought it was crazy they said this about Armenians. This is from the New York Times. The only good Armenian is a dead Armenian. That's wild, New York Times. What the fuck's wrong with you? Isn't that something? Wow. 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 <laughs> Going a little hard there. I don't even remember the context, but I mean, I I'm either. sure it was justifiable. Mm. Yeah. I okay. think that's what the... Uh... They were saying, they were quoting somebody else. I oh, guess. probably. Yeah. That's the excuse. I was quoting someone. I would never say that. All right, we got the receipts. Um, <laughs> who sent this? Somebody sent this, and I hope I, Josh Felinas Josh sent this in. Uh, hot take that he's gonna argue for, and I'm really not prepared to accept this. Truth. Is fifty dollars an hour the new middle class? I know that sounds so outrageous to say but I almost think it's necessary for people to live with these cost of living. And what's bizarre is the the hourlies are not matching up at all. There are people in fast food joints with no experience that can get started for 16 an hour, but yet there's job postings where they want a bachelor's or master's degree starting you off at $17 an hour. That, in my opinion, is minimum wage. That is $2,300 a month after taxes. Rent is two grand, groceries is a grand, childcare is like two grand. Not to mention everything else. Like 2,300 people cannot survive. All those numbers match up. I mean, you can live places where rent isn't too grand, but not where you may and, want to live. Is childcare too grand? Yeah, childcare could be very expensive. Fuck. Don't have kids. <clears throat> and that's what they're starting bachelor's and master's degree people on? What? I talked to a guy who was a bartender. He was serving us drinks last weekend, and he said he used to be a school teacher, and he quit 
because he was only making $50,000 a year. And he, when he bartends, he makes over a hundred grand. So he's like, why did I even go to college and do all that? But that's why this whole thing is out of whack. Like it's not even the inflation itself. It's, it's, it's the companies that just seem to also be out of touch with they're so excited about starting at 17 an hour. Even if you work your way up to 35 an hour, it's still barely enough to get by. You're not going to be able to buy a house on 35 an hour. So that's what's out of whack even more than inflation. Is 50 Okay. Uh, button. Isn't that something? Finger guns, Alan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree with him. I, mean, I kind of do, too. It's the upper end of middle right. class. But right. Like, I've actually read stories about some companies and maybe even government jobs removing the requirement for a bachelor's degree as an entry, you know, a barrier to entry. Yeah. Because people can have a skill set that can be useful and functional in that workplace environment without having a degree to go with it. Um, and so I think people are, companies are starting to realize that, that these barriers to entry are, are keeping out good quality candidates mm-hmm. um, that could totally do the job that you need them to do. Um, and I think that's a good thing, honestly. Um, I'm a little distracted by the immense amount of dog noise. Uh, <laughs> all I could think of is I've heard stories of people that are trying to get jobs in coding where it requires them to have like five years experience in a language that's right. three years old. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's right, but I think that the reason it's um, kind of like mind blowing is that that's the upper range of what middle class would be. Um, yeah. You know, but I mean, $50 an hour is like 100000 a year, a little over, right? That's, that's, is it 2000 a week times 52 weeks? Yeah, it's 104000 yeah. if you don't do any overtime. Right. Yeah. Um, but so, probably yeah, are. that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's middle class. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, shit, when you redo the math, if you started at 100K, I'd agree with you. And, mm-hmm. but if you start at what 100K is hourly, then I already agreed with you. <laughs> right. Could have saved me some time, huh? Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, we haven't really talked much about the main shooter. Um, and I don't want to give the impression that those events aren't important to me. I know that if you like know five things about me, you probably know that like, I have a gun within reach, probably. <laughs> I guess it's in the. Oh, well, shit. I don't know where it is. Oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, of course. Of course. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, I see. Safety's on. Good. Okay. What are we talking about? Oh, um, I don't mean to ignore, like, gun stories and stuff like that in in the news. We we just, I mean, there weren't a lot of, like, sound effects for it or dumb shit like that. But we did talk about it when it was happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, We didn't try to, like, overly psychoanalyze it. Like, a friend of the show, Zig Ziglar. No. John Ziegler. John Ziegler. I always do that. John Ziegler <laughs> did. Uh, play. More and more people lacking the belief in a higher power and an afterlife. I think that's the unspoken reality of why we have a lot more of these situations in recent years. Because when you have someone who has nothing to live for and nothing to fear in an afterlife, and they just want to go out creating as much havoc and death and destruction as possible, this is what's going to happen. In a semi-free society, <laughs> that's, that's that's absurd on its face. Uh, I yeah. mean, people can people murder people all the time over religion far more than you know. You know, I was I was thinking we've got a few sounds coming up yeah. that um you know if you go back far enough that's what they're arguing about at least yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was my exact take I appreciate that because I sort of <laughs> spaced while I was playing it uh, um I've got doubt oh, oh let me play this clip um this is a clip of Joe Biden 
touting his uh, Bidenomics and economic uh, successes. Down 60% since last summer. Core inflation is the lowest level in two years. We have the lowest inflation rate of any major economy in the world. Folks, all this is no accident. It's Bidenomics. And by the way, we got more to do. we got more to do. We're creating good jobs and community across rural America, including in places where decades... The talking man. Mm. Okay, decades. Factories that were open that families worked at got shut down. Towns, towns were hollowed out. Jobs moved overseas. Over the past few decades, these communities lost more than jobs. They lost their sense of dignity, opportunity, pride. My plan is about investing in rural America. It's about something else as well. It's about restoring pride and the rural to rural communities. All right. So I get that. I think that that's something that we would like any politician saying it that wholesomely, mm-hmm. I would say, especially sure. too, because, you know, it's a different message when you're saying that with like anger and, um, mm, sure. you know, just I, in my opinion, I, people tend to vote for the person that makes them feel optimistic. Right. I mean, that used to be a thing. Yeah. Now it's all just fear based. But um, well, now it's culture wars taking over. Yeah. So. I, I just I saw that clip and I thought, you know, LOL again, Bidenomics, like I don't think you should be hitching your wagon to something that can change. And then, you know, now you've got an ironic meme, just time bomb on you on your hands. Um, but it, I, I just feel like if he is going to have any success in the 2024 election, he needs to be drilling talking points about the successes they've had in a way that is going to be like memorable to people. Um, because people just like, you look at surveys and we'll, we'll talk more in the second half, uh, about that, um, New York times Siena poll survey. But if you look at surveys in general for a long time, Americans aren't believing that there's any positives in the economy at all. Now, a lot of that is to do with Fox news and talking points from the right repeating, you know, Hey, you know, things are terrible. Things are not great. Like, I don't think things are good. These are the, this is. This is an economy we should have had a, a more manageable and tolerable version in like 2018, 2019. If you go back, like, you know, r- rates shouldn't have been kept so low. Mm-hmm. And we avoided that. And then we printed money during the pandemic. Both parties did. And uh, now we have the consequence of that, you know. And now it would have been a little bit better if we had it earlier. It's pretty bad now. But the way that that's been managed has been. Like you have to imagine there, there is no counterfactual where it's good. The the fact that like people are still getting jobs, people are hiring, like your wages are trying to keep up with inflation there. There is a, it does appear to be a good version of this so far of a bad thing. Right. Yeah. And I understand why he would try to hammer that point home, but he's not, he's not doing it. Americans don't believe it. Well, I think he's attempting to. He, he, he well, dude, the, Bidenomics broke in like April. What, like, this, this is your messaging. You need Act, to fucking hurry. The Chips Act, trying to onshore more domestic production of things like that. Um, but yeah, people don't buy it. Um, if, if you look at like right track, wrong track polling, it's like seventy seven percent. I want to say say wrong track. Mm-hmm. Um, confidence in the economy is very very low, um, and so yeah, I mean. He definitely needs to try and drive that message if he's going to have any any chance. I don't know how you craft the message that gets the point across that'll help. There, there, people are not accustomed to the new pricing with inflation. 
there's like knowing inflation's happening and seeing that your money's not going anywhere. And then you're still like, how is like a fast food meal? $15 everywhere. Sure. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, not long ago, like 2006, 2005, you'd go get a $5 meal at McDonald's. Right. Yeah. That's a deal in a meal now. Like that's their special. I feel like it's the tiny little Taco stuff. Bell's more expensive than Chipotle. Dude, it's Taco Bell's super weird. expensive now compared yeah, to it's weird. You used to be able to get like a whole meal for like at least two people could eat under twenty. Right. Okay. Um, you can do that at Chipotle. Yeah. No, I don't think it's so. Not better. if you get fucking guac and carne asada. No, I saw a commercial for for Chipotle the other day that said that uh, carne asada is back, and I'm like. Bitch, if you're a taco or burrito, if you're a burrito shop and your fucking McRib is carne asada, how are you fucking open? Like, that's basics. <laughs> like, that's you got cheese. Right. You got carne asada. You got tortillas. You got carne asada. What the fuck is this? It's, yeah, that's the middle. So they just said it was steak before? Yeah, it was, it was steak before. Was... Dipshits. That's their McRib. <laughs> it's carne asada season. You mean every one of your competitors? it's fair uh we will talk about it more in the second half but um the new york times did an episode about how biden was struggling and it was not at all about like any of trump's successes it was just that like in some many ways the voting base is shifting away from where it had been and um michael barbaro said this which is destined to live in our soundboard because we're talking about young and non-white voters voters that are going to represent growing shares of the electorate in the future I do think we would look back on it as representing a turning point because of the consequences it would have for subsequent contests. Right. The R word is rolling around in my head. <laughs> he just said young non-white voters, and it makes him think of the R word, Alan. It's realignment was the word. Uh, I'm pretty sure to. it was. About 3% of our national population is retarded. That's what he meant, Alan. <laughs> the episode talks about how specifically Hispanics and, and black Americans have sort of um, gone away from the de- uh, Democratic Party. Um, and black, also black, 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 Hispanic, Hispanic, Hispanic. That's them leaving. And younger people as well. Um, whereas traditionally, that was pretty much, you know, almost uh, taken for granted by the Dems. Uh, that's, that's not the case. I've anymore. been telling you. I'm like, Alan, I spent a lot of time on the Internet. You wouldn't believe it, but... <laughs> literally no, everybody i've seen it yeah yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't believe me the first time my brother <laughs> didn't believe me either uh do i have that one it's, i gotta start tagging these things better uh that's something isn't that so thanks move it on isn't that something right. um you can't make me say that hillary clinton's right that's my title for this one <laughs> i'm not gonna fucking agree with you remember israel left gaza they took out all the israelis they turned the keys over to the Palestinian people. And what happened? Hamas took over Gaza. So instead of having a thriving economy with the kind of opportunities that the children of the Palestinians deserve, we have a terrorist haven that is getting more and more rockets shipped in from Iran and elsewhere. Isn't that something? Hard to disagree with that. Mm, Stop it. Well, you speak for yourself. I'm listening. I mean, I wouldn't say it as, as, as cleanly as that, where it's, you know, Israel just bailed and said, you guys take care of yourself. No, come on. That's, that's what she just said, though. Right. That's, yeah. that's not... No that's funny. There was no more funny stuff, Mr. Lebowski. That was a bit of a revisionist history. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I take the narrative. I understand. Yeah. Uh, a new track dropped. I got a new track alert for oh. you. It's, uh, this, I call this clip Trump Tracks. <laughs> well... 
Shout out Patriot J, Benny Johnson, Big Bongino, Alex Jones, Free My Dogs and Lock Up, The Radical Left Gone Crazy. <laughs> I'll get the explosion ready. I don't bail, I don't bail, I won't see inside a cell. Shout out Thugger, Free My Slime, Slat Slat, YSL. They trying to lock me up, but I'm plugged in in ATL. Got homies doing life in jail, they living in hell. These DAs acting silly, my mugshot is worth a billy. So some merchant made a milli, shout you me milli, me out in Philly. Shout the baby, shout slaps. the so many butcher. Them my rollers <laughs> called me racist, but these rappers riding with me. Them my soldiers, mega, 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 I am not who they are after. I'm just in the <laughs> it's too good. Uh, but who who is that? Because he says uh, something at the beginning. It's clearly one of them ATL guys that I don't know. YSL. About. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, man, I, I used to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that something? Um, I got a Mike, a Mike Johnson clip. We got more Mike Johnson in making fun of the right later on. But uh, this is uh, Doctor Huey Lee. And this touches on a couple of bases that just in general, it's uh, Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, third in line for the president, and how he's a total creep show. Uh, this may not be an important topic, but this guy creeps me out. <laughs> you guys know the new Speaker of the House, right? Uh, someone on Twitter said he looks like the dictionary illustration of the word creep. <laughs> well, I don't want to judge a book by its cover, so I did some reading. Uh, this guy's like a gold mine of shadiness. Gold mine. On his financial disclosure form, he has zero assets and no bank account. But then he used to work for a gay conversion therapy provider. That's a lucrative business. How can he not have money? <laughs> and he once said he had an adopted black son called Michael. But people notice that there's never a black person on his published family photos. Did you know this story pretty well? Like, because I've, I've only heard it referenced a few times. It feels kind of scandalous, and I don't feel like I need to know that type of shit about someone's personal life. Yeah, I've, I was aware that there was, that he had an adopted black child. Or and that there was like some was. claim of privacy explaining why he's not in pictures and stuff. You, you basically oh, know I that extent of it. I, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I told you guys here first. This guy was a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, yes. Clearly. So you know, you're, just to be clear, you're saying he's a piece of shit because he adopted a black child. I understand. No. According to oh, his no. office, oh. their adopted son wants privacy. So they can't show him to us. Well, that's all good. Privacy is great. But their numbers don't add up. In June 2019, Johnson said he adopted the kid 22 years ago, which made the year of adoption 1997. But Johnson didn't get married until 1999. I don't think he and his wife moved in together back then because Mrs. Johnson also had a website telling people that premarital sex is bad. So I don't think they would commit such an unspeakable sin themselves. So basically, a 25-year-old man, two years before getting married, probably virgin, adopted a 14-year-old teenager. I'm not saying it was criminal, but you know, uh, this may not be an... That sounds kind of weird. That's kind of weird. Isn't so, that uh, something? The Instagram account, a girl has no president. Uh, she's been talking about that she um, she was able to capture a bunch of stuff that was on his wife's website before they took it down. Sorry, is that and a Game is, of Thrones joke? Yeah, yeah. It is. Um, it makes you like is, instantly disqualifiable for me paying attention to you. So Imagine in like publish- whatever 2017, she was like, I'm still into this. I'm making an account. <laughs> So she's planning to publish all the stuff that she pulled from the website that they tried to take down. Oh, wait. Um, Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, 
she was talking about it today, actually. She got a bunch so, of screenshots from yep, his, yep. who's Mike Johnson's old website? Mike Johnson's wife's website. And and what was it about? I was not listening. It was like gay conversion therapy, um, like stuff like that. Um, and she bought the URL because their their URL was like a .org. Oh, and she that's like you got to get trumpgags.com, not no, yeah, so yeah. she bought the same URL but as a .com, and she's going to publish all the stuff that she pulled from <gasps> Oh, the that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so she bought the better version of the website, yes, honestly. Yes. To, wow, yes. that's going to get – oh, <laughs> shit. That's going to have so much better SEO and marketing. Yeah, right? She must right? have gone to slickitsdigital.com. <laughs> Free ad in the middle of the show, buddy. <laughs> Alan, yeah, one of these days we're going to be such a big show, and that's going to be such a good hookup we gave him. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, oh, we got to get his nickname started. Mike Johnson, the the Baton Rouge fan boat, Baton Rouge airboat, airboat. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, did you know that Good Korea broadcasts propaganda on loudspeakers to Bad Korea? Like in the DMZ? Yeah, like so. Yeah, here, I have heard this. Yes. Yeah, here's a news report about it. South Korea's loudspeaker propaganda broadcast resumed in eleven locations along the border. Aero Korea, I'm over here stroking my dick. I got Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something? You know that. You know the meme, right? The I got lotion on it. That's very funny. It was unexpected. Uh, okay, uh, that was a nice little palate cleanser. Let's talk about something more serious, though, like Israel. Um, I, I've I've done this a few weeks in a row. We're on the uh, one month anniversary of probably a forever war. Um, probably not a forever war, right? Actually, so. I, I'll do this before I do the transition. Fuck it. Like if this is the way Kitbag describes it, he's like, look, you know, Americans are very used to a global war on terror and special forces led, you know, military operations. Yeah. Um, but Israel's at war. So you're going to see things that people do at war and it's going right. to be offensive because we are so accustomed to special military like operations or whatever Putin yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of been my, outlook at this and that's kind of changed quite a bit but oh this is our transition though so nice and easy into the tough subject this is mia khalifa israel has only been a state since 1948 palestine is thousands of years old sorry mia you are wrong israel is 3,000 years old 75 years young and this is not coming from a jew but from a proud muslim the prophets of god whom i believe in were israelites a significant number of these prophets disseminated their teachings in the land of canaan a land which joshua bin nun later renamed israel and then king david proclaimed jerusalem as the nation's capital yes mia it wasn't donald j trump it was king david even jesus of nazareth mia called the land israel in the gospel of matthew the roman emperor hadrian expelled jews from israel erasing the name judea he supplanted it with the roman latin term syria palestina which evolved into Palestine. Similarly, the city of Shechem was changed to Neapolis or Nablus, which means in Roman Latin, new city or new place. The Jewish people, dear me, are not. Israel has only been a state. Right, 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 right. hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I put the laugh in there. Oh, George Bush is somehow involved in this. That's fine. Yeah. Um, something. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I, 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 I put that in there because it's an interesting little timeline uh, perspective of some of that. Uh, by no means does that make anything that's happening less atrocious or sure. more justifiable. But, um, you know, you can have like a very basic understanding of history and not say dumb things, right? 
sure. especially if you're going to be passionate about what you're saying. It helps to not, hey, trust me, I, I talk off the cuff quite a bit. <laughs> um, Toaster sent this in. I've been told that this whole like half hour, or I don't even know how long it, it was too long, and I didn't get a chance to watch it. Interview that and Piers Morgan did uh, like a debate or a or an interview with this Bassem Youssef guy, and. I just refuse to watch anything Pierce Morgan does. Mm. He was involved in that phone scandal, uh, the voicemail scandal in the UK. Mm -hmm. He had, I I think Prince Harry sued him for tapping into his mom's phone line. That sounds familiar. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's he's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, Total I, piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. I can sign off on that. And he 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 has a lot of bad takes on things that are important to me, so I kind of just mm-hmm. don't like him too much. But anyways, right. um, I did like this interview. I'm going to play it here. You know what it would do? It's a little quiet. I would give terrorism. Yes. It's a virus. I agree. If a patient with a flu came to you and you're a doctor, how can you treat that patient? How do you treat as a doctor? How do you do? Well, you're the doctor. You give them nutrition. Yeah. Fluids. So the immunity of the body gets rid of the virus. If I received that patient with a flu and I took a sledgehammer, it's like, why are you not getting better? Do you think that patient will get better? No. You are weakening him. You are making him worse. Israel did not just like weaken the body of Palestinians, making them unable to get rid of hate and radicalism. They have openly bolstered about helping and giving money to the same terrorist organization. I agree. I think Netanyahu is in keeping Hamas in power. Hamas. It suited him politically. Yes. No, it's tic tacs. Hmm. Hmm. You know, it is a real peacenik, wishful thinking outlook on the world, but ideally, you would get more from allowing people to move on than trying to beat peace into someone. And that comes hmm. from an American who turned 18 before we went into Iraq and Afghanistan. Sure. Sure. I, I think there's sort of like a, um, <clears throat> a binary divide on this issue a lot of times. And I think that both things can be equally true in that. Yes. Israel definitely, you know, has a right to defend itself and the atrocities that were committed by Hamas on October 7th were atrocities. They were horrific. Um, that You're doing your true. Obama speech? Did you doing no, the, I, I didn't saying, put it in the show. That's what he did. He he tried to like thread this needle. Well, I mean that can be true. And it's, also, it's what we do on the show every week. I know. The, what what Israel has done to the Palestinian people is horrific, and, and that you can call both sides out. Um, but both things can be equally true. I think we yeah. covered, covered that in the show. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so why don't you have a ceasefire? Uh, yeah, there should be a ceasefire. Well, However, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. politically. You're going to you tell can't us. have one. Justin Trudeau's going to Justin tell us. Justin Trudeau. He's, he's about to. We need to see a cease. Whoop. Uh, we need to see a, a humanitarian pause so we can flow. Uh, we need to see ceasing of. of, ah, of see, the- he tried to spin out. We need to be a <laughs> yeah. ceasing. Of, he's like, oh, wait. I was trying to say, say ceasing of the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's never going to be that. Why would I say that? Nobody a would pause. Even, yeah, yeah. A humanitarian pause. That's the official term. Okay. What does that mean? Just a temporary ceasefire. It's like, well, like this is a humanitarian pause so that we can get back to the inhumane things. Is that, I mean, isn't that a reasonable way of interpreting that? that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd certainly like, that's a fun thing to say here in America. If I lived there, I'd probably be like, you're calling it a, it's a pause for humanitarian action. 
And then just going back to being completely cruel. Inhuman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that is kind of how Great. it sounds. Um, this is Bernie talking about why we can't have a ceasefire. Uh, I, th- I saw James Fritz say to this, this is why you don't buy politicians' clothes. <laughs> you know, like all the shirts and the mittens. I want to just clarify one thing, Senator, if I might. You support a humanitarian pause in Gaza. Some of your fellow progressives say that there should be a full-on ceasefire, which would require an agreement on both sides to halt the fighting. Do you support a ceasefire? And if not, why not? Well, I don't know how you can have a ceasefire, permanent ceasefire, with an organization like Hamas, which is dedicated to turmoil and chaos and destroying the state of Israel. And I think what the Arab countries in the region understand, that Hamas has got to go. So I want to just clarify. He really hits the in Hamas. He really does. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? A lot of people felt betrayed on the left. Um. Yeah, I can see why people would feel that way. I, I, I think we expect more from from Bernie than that. Expect better. What would more be better? What would more and better be? I mean, are those not valid things to say? They are valid things to say, but again, he's 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 doing the same thing that Trudeau's doing. He's like trying to call it by a different name. And you would really so should... when you say you expect better from Bernie, you'd expect him to be more straightforward. Yes, and be yes. like, look, they want to call it a humanitarian pause. Pause. You know, yeah. let's call it a ceasefire. You can call it a temporary ceasefire if that's what you want to call it. Yep. Yeah. And this is causing tensions. There's um, there's two tensions in mind that I have. One is that the we haven't talked much about it on the show, but you've probably read reports about it. Uh, I think Politico has a piece on it that there's something like a rift happening in the State Department over this. There's people quitting their jobs. There's groups of people mm-hmm. that are keeping their jobs. They're being more that. and more vocal. Um, yes. People inside the State Department are not happy with the the this administration's course of actions. Their base is not happy with it. I don't think that any rational person would expect a better. Um, I mean, you know, a, a, a Jewish guy got attacked in from what I saw and died after being hit in the head by a Hamas protester. I said that wrong. Sorry, a Palestinian protester, not a Hamas protester, a Palestinian mm-hmm. protester in in America. That happened last night, and Joe Biden is not being a fucking reactionary, which is why I think he got more people to vote for him than the last guy. And I'm grateful right now that if 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 Trump was in power, we'd be bombing Gaza tonight, right? Oh, I would imagine. I would imagine, right? Like it would be, it would at least be a a fear that you would have. Whereas now mm-hmm. you don't like feel that way, any concern. Right. So, yeah, I um. I just I would expect that the, these people could just have some more backbone with Israel and say we we're not going to play your game about asking you for special things like we're telling you we want you to have a ceasefire we have your back in this operation and as much as you know we can morally support you and we've got an aircraft carrier we got two aircraft carriers and a submarine a there's an Ohio yeah. class sub that just went in there uh, it is it does not have ballistic missiles so no nukes on it. Um, but the, like, you know, we haven't given actions that don't show that we want to reduce tensions in the area or at least be prepared if things escalate. And we're demanding you call a fucking ceasefire, man. Yeah. I think that, um, APAC has made it such a third rail in American politics that everybody's afraid to just, you know, say what's I don't what know. They actually, think. I don't know. I think it's fucking policy, man. Like, look, this is Blinken. <clears throat> it's our view that, uh, 
a ceasefire now would simply leave Hamas in place, able to regroup and repeat. What the, pro- the problem is, we'll play more of this. The problem is, I agree with that. Like, and I, I understand that concern. So then you would not call for a ceasefire? I'm torn. I'm not going to play the song. Um, I, you know, I, I think, I think that it's just. So to your point, uh, to your point, uh, it definitely is. It's, it's not just like there's lobbying interests that are creating this. Um, I think Biden truly believes what he said on, on the topic. And I think Blake oh, yeah. too. And that is certainly, they're going to lean heavily on Israel's side. That's, that's who they're going to support, who they're going to back. Uh, and they'll do whatever it takes to, you know, maintain their relationship with Israel as an ally. I, I appreciate um, you picking up the ball while I was pausing. I was just trying to yeah. like find the words to say something along the lines of <clears throat> when I talked earlier about how it, what Israel is wanting to commit is complete total modern war. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's combined arms. That's, you know, you're not just sending people into raid tunnels. You have that with bombing and synchronized blah, blah, blah words. I don't know how to use in the proper order. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully the idea is coming across, right? Um, tanks, battalions. All. Yeah. And, and like what we, what we would prefer is that special forces type thing that we're not mm-hmm. going to have for this. So what that means is in order to get the people in the tunnel networks, they're going to have to kill a bunch of civilians because they can't let the civilians leave. And I don't understand how you, how you resolve that remedy that other than stopping shooting and not letting them leave after you stop shooting, I guess, let them recover the bodies. The terrorists that are using them as shields will remain there and yeah, they'll regroup, but this is just inhumane and not a way to conduct uh, anything that will ever have a, a peaceful result. Or, yeah, I mean, and we still have the hostage situation as well. Um, right. So there's, yeah. there's another factor. Did on October 7th, it is important to reaffirm Israel's right to defend itself. Indeed, its obligation. It talks like Barack Obama. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. To do so and to take necessary steps so that October 7th can never happen again. Well, if you don't want it to happen again, then you should probably slow down the killing of civilians. And I, I, I tell you, I'm so torn on this, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I know I say like conflicting things left and right, but I just, I think the civilian cost is just too high to effectively accomplish what they would need to accomplish to in, in a military operation, get rid of Hamas which means you're going to have to use a different method, which means you're going to have to go back to the way things were before they attacked you. Um, but there isn't a, there isn't a, a good resolution to this. If you continue down this path. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I said it when it happened, I was like, you got 72 hours to do whatever the fuck you want. And then they waited a week to get their troops together. And it's like, I, I don't know how to organize a military, but I would think that you got enough stuff on standby that you could just go bomb half of Gaza in those 72 hours and then deal with the flack from it afterwards. Cause it, that I guarantee you that would have been less than what they're dealing with now. And they wouldn't have yeah. been justified. It's just, they wouldn't have got as much shit for it. Right. People would have, you know, 
understood in the moment. Yeah. Some people, I mean, there would have been a lot Some of outrage, people, of course, sure. rightfully so too, but yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a clip from the intercept talking about what I just said earlier about how worse it would be if the Trump administration was in power. So we could skip that. I thought this was pretty amusing. This is former prime minister Bennett. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about him on this news show. In 2012, Bennett drew criticism for a statement directed at an Israeli Arab member of parliament in which he asserted the Jewish right to settle the West Bank, saying to the Arab member, quote, when you were still swinging from trees. That's racist, right? Yeah. I, I thought it was like hangings. It means like monkeys, right? Right. Holy yeah. fuck. Trees. We had a Jewish state here. End Jesus. quote. With more, I am joined by Naftali Bennett himself, former president. Wow. Isn't that Way to go, Allie. Dude. That's a in- interesting intro. Dude, that was insane. You knew the reporter's name? You yeah, said- Ali Velshi. He goes hard. What is that from? Is this MSNBC? I'm- MSNBC. That's like heavy rotation in the Allen household, right? <laughs> yes. Huh. Um, yeah, that was pretty bold, man. I would not the last thing I expected was joining us now. The man I just slandered, <laughs> um, appropriately though. Um, yeah. Lebanon has a peace proposal. Can we play it? Sure. Okay. Probably has no chance because Lebanon can't even manage their own fucking country. True. Prime Minister, he's essentially laying out a three point plan for de-escalation. And what are the three points of the plan? First, he wants a humanitarian pause lasting five days. During that period, under the plan, Hamas would free some of its hostages, primarily civilians and foreigners, and Israel would open Gaza's gates for humanitarian aid. Both sides would stop firing rockets. And if that ceasefire held, then they can move to a second stage and make it permanent. Let's, let us be honest. Most Palestinian and Israeli have the right to security, justice, and opportunity in land they can call their own. Western and regional leaders would then begin on a third stage, which would be an international peace conference for a two-state settlement for Israel and Palestine. I'm sorry, an international peace conference. <laughs> conference for a two, an international peace conference ah, for geez. a two-state settlement for Israel and Palestine. Shocker, a two-state settlement, right? So you're telling me a neighbor of Israel doesn't want um, all of the Palestinians displaced into the neighboring countries? Shocker! I'm really surprised. <laughs> Yeah. This is a very important. It's almost over. Two states for two people. So let's take a look at okay. that first. Right. And as they point out in that piece, I mean, you already said it, but Lebanon can't even deal with Hezbollah. Oh. I mean, Hezbollah. <laughs> you're talking so, about that kid with that deformity that makes him look like a baby. Oh, Hezbollah. Has, 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 is no, that's not the same thing? No, it's not the same thing. It's not a play on. It's not like a bad pun. No. Really? I so. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that guy around for a while. He used to oh, I have. There was, was a lot of memes after October 7th. Really? Okay. Yes. I haven't seen that. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry. They have their own problems with Hezbollah? Yeah. I mean, their army isn't even as, as powerful as Hezbollah is. Which is Iran? Yeah. Yeah. Sound like John Bolton Iranian over here. Uh, Iran. Sorry. You know, I think it's hilarious that like most people, they're like progressives or like... You know, they'll, they'll say guacamole and shit like that in obnoxious ways, like in mixed company. And then they'll just straight up say like Iraq. <laughs> it's like, I, you yeah. don't care. Yeah. You, know, you don't care until someone corrects you and then you have to correct everyone else. Right. Like that's sure. Yeah. There's people like that in every political spectrum. That just is a way that that one gets expressed. Yes. I agree. Yes. Okay, cool. Is it because I said yes at the end of the question? 
No. Oh, okay. Do you want to hear some, I called this pseudo intellectual bullshit, but then oh. I uh, actually listened to it all the way through. <laughs> I just don't like this presentation. It's one of these guys on uh, these TikTok kids. Here's the real reason for the war in Israel. This little strip of water between Egypt and Israel is what's called the Suez Canal. So here's the thing. So immediately, that's why I call it pseudo intellectual bullshit. I didn't watch anything past here because I was like, if you think I don't know what the Suez Canal is, then I'm not going to listen to you. You, your, Your target audience is someone that doesn't know that. Like, do you get what I'm trying to say? Sure. Okay. But then I listened to the rest of it. And it accounts for about 12% of the world's GDP and about 5 to 10% of the world's oil distribution. Now, in 2022, Egypt made about $8 billion in transit fees from the Suez Canal. Not bad for Egypt, but you notice they didn't sit well with the United States, France, the UK, and Israel. The other thing about the Suez... So that's pure interjection from him. Sure. Like, you know this didn't sit well with naming people that ally with Israel, right? Like, and sure. Israel, right? Um, it's like, well, dog, nothing just happened last year about that. Like, that's just, that's the Suez Canal. That's what it is. It was made for that. It's doing its purpose. And the agreement is that um, Egypt gets to control the people that pilot the boats through there, and you have to hire them. So they, plus that, plus the fees of going through there. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, I love that he thinks people don't know that. But then I started listening. Suez Canal is that it's very narrow and it only goes one way. So for six hours a day, ships can only go this way. And then for another six hours a day, ships can only come back this way, which economically costs time and money. Then there was an incident back in 2021 where a ship Remember that boat got the stuck? Suez Canal, which cost about $10 billion a day. Not only that, but the United States Pentagon said that the Suez Canal traffic impacted U.S. military vessel movement. And you know they can't have that. So what was the alternative? It's called the Ben-Gurion Canal Project, which plans to be made cutting through Israel as an alternative route to the Suez Canal and also will be wider and deeper than the Suez Canal, which is important because the only way that trade can get from Asia... I was going to describe how any trade from Asia to Europe goes through the Suez Canal or goes around Africa. That's where it goes back to, you must be an idiot if you don't know this. <laughs> then he ends it saying, I don't believe in conspiracies, so what do you think? And I'm like, okay. Um, so... Uh, have you heard of conspiracy music behind it? I know, I know, I know. Uh, so are you familiar with this Ben-Gurion project, uh, Ben-Gurion canal project? I'm aware of it. You are? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. It's named after David Ben-Gurion, first prime minister of Israel. You guys shut up with all the dog noise back there trying to talk about Israel. It's very (laughs) hard to do with distractions. Um, the, uh, so I looked into it a little bit more because I was like, ah, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm, I'm not like super caught up, up to speed on. I'm just aware of that's a thing. Yeah. So do you know? So it was first. So so the I, I immediately stopped taking this very seriously when I saw that it was first considered in 1963 um, and it doesn't exist now. So <laughs> despite that, what the, the, the Egyptians had the Suez Canal closed from like. 67 to 73 like a a whole like multiple years there's been multiple closings uh where at least you know certain western actors weren't allowed to use it um and and then they certainly would have been incentivized to create a competitor to it yes yeah Yeah. the um it hasn't been built it's like the high-speed rail is supposed to yes la and san francisco it's exactly like that yes yeah Yeah. so the whole but his point is the whole reason that we're at war with israel is the first sentence whoa at war we're going to war and supporting israel at war is because of this ben-gurion canal that is not in existence and has not been built yet do you know what the outline so there was a declassified um was it 
it was, there was a declassified document in 1993 that laid out the initial plan that uh, Lawrence Livermore and the Department of Energy came up with to try to create this canal. No, I'm not, I'm not aware of that. 520 buried nuclear explosions to help excavate <laughs> through the hills. Oh, that's a brilliant <laughs> Dog, plan. it was 1963. It was nuclear for fucking everything, right? Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's our thanks, Josh. Josh sent that in. Um, this isn't. This is our real wackadoo of the week. Uh, also from okay. Josh. Uh, this one kind of blew my mind. This guy has a little bit of a preamble. I'll probably cut it for the audio. Okay. Okay. I have a spicy conspiracy theory for you today, and I'm just going to start out by saying it's a lot easier to control the masses and control the narrative around something through emotional manipulation. So you'll notice if something is considered a tragedy, oh, God, it's like totally taboo to ask questions about it. Case closed. That's it. Shut so up. if there's people in the comments that have a problem with this or are calling me insensitive for talking about intro. this, Shut that's up. fine because if it's true, that's the desired outcome. Hmm. Anyways, this is the crew of the 1986 Challenger space shuttle mission. Infamously, on January 28th, 1986, the space shuttle exploded right after takeoff. The disaster was broadcast on live television to 40 million viewers. Two men, Bob Eberling and Roger Boisjolly, worked tirelessly to warn NASA about an issue with the shuttle's O-rings. Didn't even mention uh, Homeboy. Feynman. Yeah, Feynman. Feynman's the one that testified. Yep. Making calls and warning anyone that would listen going all the way back to October the prior year. They warned that if these O-rings were used on a launch on a day that was below 40 degrees Fahrenheit, that there would be a catastrophe. But of course, no one listened. Which automatically kind of makes me think they wanted the catastrophe to happen. Roughly 80 seconds after the launch, the shuttle exploded and all seven crew members lost their lives. This is Judy Resnick, an engineer and pilot aboard the Challenger mission. In 2013, an eagle-eyed internet user found Judith Resnick, a law professor she at... looks the same. Harvard Law School. Some people were a little taken aback by the identical name, age, and likeness, so they started digging. This is Michael J. Smith, also an engineer and pilot aboard the Challenger shuttle, who passed away that fateful day in 1986 at the age of 39 years old. This is Dr. Michael J. Smith, professor of engineering at the University of Wisconsin. Alan, look at them side by side. They're both white. This is Sharon Krista McAuliffe, arguably one of the most famous things about the Challenger mission. The she was supposedly just a teacher that was picked supposedly. at random to be one of the astronauts. But they needed which to made kill it all the more tragic when she passed away due to the Challenger disaster in 1986. This is Sharon A. McAuliffe, also a law professor who received her degree shortly after the Challenger. Also a white lady with the same name, Alan, and she's the same age. What are the odds? Wow. What disaster? Dick Scobie was the commander of the mission. Here's Commander Dick Scobie next to Richard Scobie, the CEO of Cows and Trees. Okay. <laughs> what? Yes. We're, so the company that he's the CEO of is called Cows and Trees, which is, they're about to show you the logo of Cows and Trees. But look at this, Alan. It's two white guys. Like, it does kind of look like him. Of course, that guy parts his hair on the other side. Oh. Here's his company's original logo. You see that fucking logo? It's a cow with a jetpack and a spiral of, of a contrail behind it. Right. It's a cow, but it's not in a tree. It's strapped to a rocket. And, gee, that jet stream kind of looks familiar. In fact, oh, just in case I wasn't like the clear, uh, the top explosion. picture is the Challenger ship shortly after exploding. Oh. So, you know. Hmm. Astronauts Ronald McNair and Ellison Onizuka both passed away when the Challenger shuttle exploded. Miraculously, it was found out that they both had twin brothers, Carl McNair and Claude Onizuka. 
But ancestry searches were done for both Carl and Claude, and there was no birth records found. And the odds of two sets of identical twins in a crew of seven are astronomical. But that's just fucking a theory. Rest Get the fuck pe- out of here with your puns, goddammit. Dude. Wackadoo. Isn't that oh, something? Yeah. I'm not playing the other sound. That's not R-worded. Not, you know. <laughs> no. But that. Come on, man. That's weird. <laughs> That's that's grasping at straws. Is it? Best. That's yeah, but there's that's twins, not. Alan, and there's no records of oh, them. God. Yeah. What do you think that teacher knew? That's probably it. They needed to kill that teacher, so they justified ruining the space shuttle program. Sure, uh-huh. sure. Uh, let's and stick it. The, oh, what? And the cow and tree logo. You know, that's pretty the weird, cow with man. The ship. It's pretty, pretty weird. weird. Um, okay, let's keep it with space. I got another one from Josh. Uh, sorry, Felina's Josh. Josh have you? It is. Yeah. It is. We keep sending these crazy clips. So this one is a guy that doesn't understand how oxygen generation or carbon sequestration is works. And uh, we made oxygen on Mars, right? The Perseverance rover, which landed on Mars in February. So the Perseverance probe on Mars used a piece of technology that converts carbon dioxide into oxygen. So we have a problem with carbon dioxide warming our planet why aren't we using that very technology here duh to clean up the carbon dioxide on this yeah fucking slam dunk right fucking that's fucking retarded he goes on (laughs) to say that we should have one of those on every street corner solar powered in the united states first of all the one on mars cost 50 million dollars and it made uh 10 hours of oxygen for a dog not they didn't bring a dog that's what they like equated it to be equal to um um he said that there should be he said there should be he said uh, you know what maybe i didn't close it Uh, yeah here hold on planet seems a little disjointed doesn't it I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Yes, you are. But if we can do it on Mars, converting carbon dioxide into oxygen mm-hmm. by stripping off the carbon molecule, yes, then we should be doing the same thing on here. Why is there not one of these little generators solar powered on every corner of every? I could do. I could one up you. We have one on every corner of almost every street. If not, we have them in medians and yards. They're a little thing called, called trees. Yes, and they're solar powered and only require a small amount of water to really function. Usually, you can get it from the rain. Yeah, yeah. Um, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they're self-replicating. Yeah, so how about that. Isn't and they're not fifty million dollars each. All right. Uh, can I just ask you a question and we go to fucking sure. lunch? Okay. Um, it's really wild that people are saying Joe Biden's too corrupt, so we need to elect a Kennedy. <laughs> fair point. Right. Fair point. All right, grab a beer. This is the B-side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> In the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again 
right. uh, come back with a question. It's more of an uh, more of an idea. So I cribbed this from a guy on a group chat. Most big things. I don't recommend you follow though. You get spicy. Uh, so he said uh, somebody needs to make a movie or like a Broadway musical where Robert E. Lee is black and it's never addressed. Like not at all, right? Like, it's a civil war, but it's diverse and representative of, like, women and minorities on both sides. Right. Like, slaves are mixed every race. Like, it's all, yeah. Okay. Like, they've done this with everything, but that's just, like, nobody's done that version. And I think you could, you should be able to do it and, like, by never addressing it and not, like, grandstanding, like, we're doing this, too, because you ruined Hamilton. I don't know. I've heard that voice. That's not the voice they do it with, but... I've, I've heard that complaint quite a bit. I think it would be yeah. hilarious if somebody did one this way, but like, did it, you know, just never broke kayfabe. That would be very funny. Yes. All right. That would be very funny. Maybe we can get the kids at home on it. Oh, that's a good <clears throat> idea. Yeah. They're not doing anything. <laughs> uh, let's do, uh, let's start our uh, best of the left, best of the right with the Trump cult. Um, I missed this f- clip last week. Uh, I think it's going to end up in the soundboard. Oh, why isn't it? Tara, uh, what what you doing? Just right there. That oh, what what you doing? <laughs> uh, he also says, uh, "What's he say?" Hold on. Terrorism and pro-terrorism. Pro-terrorism. I just pro-terrorism. Yeah. Terrorism and pro-terrorism. Terror. Uh, what what you doing? The terrorism. Terrorism <laughs> and pro-terrorism. What? Uh, what what you doing? What what you doing? <laughs> what <are> you doing? <laughs> oh, but like this is the group of people that say like Joe Biden can't talk and blah blah blah, mm, right? Right, right. Like, yeah. Uh, I actually have a few of Trump's. These are old clips of Trump not being able to talk, which like I guess he just flooded the zone with all his shenanigans. We kind of forgot about this. Child uh, have access to pristine outdoor spaces. This was something about. Uh, some legislation for national parks, national parks. Yeah. Um, he gets to talking about Yosemite and that's a place near and dear. Hey, look, I got half dome right here on my shoulders. When young Americans experience the breathtaking beauty of the grand Canyon, when their eyes widen in amazement as old faithful bursts into the sky, when they gaze upon Yosemites, Yosemites <laughs> towering what? sequoias, their love of country grocery. He couldn't correct it because he didn't know the right word. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's anti-Semitic, apparently. <laughs> Anti-Yosemitic. Yeah, we'll work on that. Um, yeah, that's pretty fucking... That got me thinking. Like, I bet he's never been there. What a sad life to like have had that much travel around the country. You've probably never been to Yosemite. Like, that's... Can you imagine? No, it's I, I, my I favorite place that, on earth. I would, I would totally believe he's never been there. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 what are all these? These nobody. These aren't skyscrapers. <laughs> <laughs> it's complete chaos to this granite. Yeah. Mm. Um, this is him talking about his uh, president. What is it? His vice president's wife. Uh, he forgets oh. her name. Creepy. Yeah, he calls her Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> May God watch over them all. We are honored to have with us today our amazing Vice President Mike Pence and his wonderful wife, Carrot, and his wonderful wife, Carrot, and his wonderful wife, Carrot, and his wonderful... Stop! You just called her mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just call him what he calls him. Mother. Mother. I'm a cunt! Okay. Nancy Mace was on The Daily Show, which is just wild, right? Nancy Mace is... um, 
fuck. Governor? Uh, that sounds okay. like it. Yeah. Uh, so re- Republican politician. Uh, stand for Trump. Uh, so she's making some excuses about... Um, uh, she's a House member. She's a House <clears throat> member. Okay, from where? South Carolina? North Carolina? Take your shirt off. Nancy what Mace can say? get it. Uh, represent South Carolina. Oh, I nailed it. Damn it. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, so Nancy Mace is, uh, you know, do, hitting all the hits about Biden and corruption and blah, blah, blah. Real problem in this country. And I have seen bank accounts. <laughs> it is. It is. But I have seen bank accounts of the president's grandchildren with money directly from communist China. That should not be happening in our country. And it should be exposed for every for every American to see and then decide whether or not that's okay. Whether there's an impeachment or not, I want people to see the evidence that I've seen and make a decision for themselves. Do you believe the evidence against Donald Trump? Wh- which, which evidence? All I mean, <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> pick one. <laughs> pick, I mean, pick one of the 91 charges. Which, I mean, which, which indictment? I mean, the, which one? That's not helping, right? Like the fact <laughs> that really you're, you don't know where to go. It's a lot of them. Let's just say Georgia. Georgia, that would be over the election fraud. I, not I, the documents, no. <laughs> I haven't seen the evidence yet. And not, uh, not January 6th, this is the election fraud, right? Right. This is <laughs> and it's not the um, the civil case the, no. in New York. Okay. I haven't seen it. She there will be a trial. Okay. And everyone is allowed, again, I do a lot of civil rights work, and everyone is allowed due process under the law. And if they're found guilty, they take responsibility for that. Um, but I, I haven't seen evidence to show that he's guilty of that. Now, there are a lot of people around him that did a lot of things. There's- this whole thing started with her saying that I have this evidence that I wish that the American people could see. And then they mm-hmm. brought up something that everybody has seen. And right. she's like, oh, I've never seen that. That Sydney available. Powell that, right. that took like a database, like a voter database, maybe. And I don't know. Yeah, Corruption. his lawyer. His, then she goes on. I, saw, I did see that his lawyer took a database, but that's not him. Like, that's <laughs> not, not a criminal conspiracy. You know, yeah. Did, by the way, was that Charlemagne the God? Yeah. Are they doing guest hosts on The Daily Show? I think they're still like rotating people in and out. Yeah. Did, did Trevor Noah quit? Yeah. He's not there at all anymore? I don't think he's there at all anymore. Oh, no. wow. He made a lot of money. He did pretty well for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of conspiracies about that, by the way, but I'm not going to do that. Hmm. Um, yeah, she's so pretty, so put upon. Poor Nancy Mace. So I Poor bet she, Nancy I mean, I feel bad for her. That was embarrassing for her. I don't like to see that happen to her. She got laughed at. She's on, on so. Television. Alan. Hmm. Guilty? Like, not even for, like, DC. Like, she is, like, she makes Bobert look like a two. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. All right. Fair. Um, I don't have any clips from the courtroom, but um, I, I so there's none of the there's no audio for there. There's no audio video for inside his civil fraud trial. Right. No. Uh, which the outline is he was decreasing his value of his assets when he was filling out his tax forms, but increasing them when he's trying to get money from the bank. Right. Correct. Yes. So there's uh, reporting that he was convinced to saying out loud on the record in court that yes, it was intended to induce loans from the bank. So that's now on record. And he does not think that he's going to win this trial. That's why he's acting so shitty about it. His whole plan is appeal. Well, you saying that is not going to get an appeal that the judge shouldn't have given a judgment for you prior to your trial. 
because you just said when on trial that what he judged you for, you were guilty of doing. He did. Yeah. That's yeah, he's, like, he just tried to run out the clock essentially. Have he gets elected again. Yeah. I, have you seen his lawyer just storming out to these press press, uh, <laughs> pressers and just like doing the whole, like if what, if the facts are against you, argue the law, if the laws against you, argue the facts, if neither are, then pound the table and yell like hell. She's just <laughs> like, New York, your city is trash. They should be investigating. And re- this, a, it's a waste of their money to be doing this trial with the president over, over nothing. His, his property is worth whatever he says it is. And it's like, you know what, but it's still fraud to do what he did. And they're going to get $250 million in fines out of him. I, that's the plan at least. And so, potentially prevent him from doing business in the city as like when i said in 2016 that this man's a con man and people would get mad at me i didn't mean it like personally i meant things like this were pretty evident in his do in his like it was par for the course yes he is a con man by definition not like i'm not tossing around a pejorative now we have him saying, well, that's what I was doing. Yes, that's how I ran my business. Yes. Um, other things, the lawyer, he was like ranting at the judge and being, you know, shitty about uh, James, Letitia yeah. James. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the judge had to say to his lawyers, can, can you control your control yeah. your client if you can, <laughs> if you can. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all I got. Oh, no, no, no. He said that they asked him about um, his financial records from 2021. And he said, oh, I was busy dealing with China and Russia and keeping America safe. Yeah, like, no, no, the, no, the judge was like, you weren't president in 2020. Yeah, yeah not past January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty that was bad. Pretty fun. Okay. All right. Well, um, I, let's get on to the best of the right. This is, I, as promised, we have more from uh alan calls him creepy fuck mike uh what'd you call him a big creepy fuck (laughs) my my oh big big creepy piece of shit mike johnson um here's a good uh good little clip of him just i don't know i think i'll do better to interrupt on this because this is pretty atrocious and we'll just let him talk for us Called this more appropriately a war on the darkness of technology. So they, there are some good things. He was at a conference called War on Technology, just for starters. Like this is okay. third third person line. And now I don't get the feeling they were up there being, you know, little Ted Kaczynski's. I think they were, you know, Luddites basically, right? Yeah, it sounds like that. technology, of course. I mean, you know, the Bible apps we all love. We, we broadcast our services, you know, on our social media. And, and there's some very positive things. But there's also, as Clint's pointed out aptly, some really dark things. So Covenant Eyes is the software that I, I, we've been using a long time in our household. Uh, I, was, I first learned about it at, a, I think, a Promise Keepers event in the early... Have you heard about this? Have you heard this clip, Alan? I have not. So the app is called Covenant Eyes. And he's going to describe what it does. Uh, it's about $15 a month, $16 a month, something like that. And you get up to 10 devices. And what it is, it's accountability software. So uh, men in a church, you know, men's Bible study groups will do it. That's how it's presented at Promise Keepers. But they also mention, hey, when your kids become teenagers, especially if you have boys, dads, they're talking to the guys at this event, you might want to think about doing this with your son. Still hasn't said what it is. <laughs> and so we've been doing that. And so what it does real, real simply is it has an algorithm and software. I'm, it's way above my head how it works. But... Um, it, it scans, you, you obviously opt into it, but it scans every, all the activity on your phone or your devices, your laptop, tablet, what have you. We do all of it. And then it sends a report to your accountability partner. So my accountability partner right now is Jack, my son, right? 
Which son? Is that the black son or is that the... <laughs> yeah, he doesn't specify. Okay. And so he's 17. So he and I get a report of all the things that are on our phones. Alan, it's in case you're looking at sinful material. It's, it's like, all about porn. It's about porn, yes. Yeah. If so, you look at their website, it's entirely about porn. Dude, his, are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Right looking, I forgot, that's forgot. So you really didn't know about this, right? So you're doing live on the spot research on this? Yeah. Okay, yeah. what are you seeing on the website? Uh, Describe the, the website. Is it like GeoCities or is it like high tech? No, it's actually pretty. It looks like a current website. Mm-hmm. Uh, the headline uh, Struggling to quit watching porn? You're not alone. Join over one and a half million people who've used Covenant Eyes to experience victory over porn. Victory over porn. <laughs> um, he, so his accountability partner is his son. Kind of weird. So I know that the way he means this is that it's a way of making sure that your kids don't watch porn. Mm-hmm. But partner, that kid knows when his dad's jacking off, right? I mean, in theory, sure. <laughs> All of our devices once a week. If anything objectionable comes up, accountability partner gets into this. I'm proud to tell you my son has, he's got a clean slate, all right? Yeah. But but we get we get a report. And tell you what isn't clean. Them pipes, Alan. No, no uh, activity of concern. And it's really, really sensitive. It'll pick up almost anything. It looks for keywords, search terms, and also images. And it will send your accountability partner a blurred a picture of the image. And so on occasion, I get one. I was just looking at the one from this week. I got on on Jack, and it said, this this is the only one that may be questionable, and it's this blurred Im- image of two two women talking in a live screen thing, and I zoom in, and I have to unblur it. Had and to. And it's two middle-aged teachers. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> so his example of uh, of what it flags is a perfect example of giving technology the ability to censor you, and it'll probably misflag something innocuous as mm-hmm. inappropriate, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, it's hilarious that uh, it was two teachers, right? Like just just leave it to a Republican and be like, hey, it, was, it wasn't porn. It was these two teachers, but you never know with those teachers. Middle aged teachers. They're probably putting you know yeah. uh, drag queens in the books or whatever the fuck it is Jeez, that's happening. Probably. Out there. Well, that's for the culture wars. We'll save that for the culture wars. But yeah, man, that guy's third in line to be president. He Wild. jacks off with his son or whatever the fuck he just said. <laughs> um, here's George Santa. Damn it, Al Gore's never coming on the show. <laughs> Um, I mean, we're making fun of Republicans. Yeah, maybe yeah. he will, right? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's uh, George Santos on CNN. I don't know why. I guess they needed the ratings. So many more questions that can be asked, but you all insist on going down the same path. But it's important because it's your important. voters, your voters thought they were electing Mano, one person. Nobody elected me. Nobody elected me because I played volleyball or not. Nobody elected me because I graduated college or not. People elected me because I said I'd come here to fight the swamp. I'd come here to lower inflation, create more jobs, make life more. Turn your fucking ringer off, dickhead. Did you hear that? affordable and the commitment to america there's so many more questions that can be asked but you dude like his old bullshit be like they don't care that i played volleyball we're not mad about the like you know that you organized a blood drive on your resume we're mad about your work history which was fucking fraud we're mad about you stealing your donors personal information using their credit cards without authorization we're mad because you fucked over that veteran with his dog we're mad you said you lied about your mom being in 9-11 yeah still alive still alive like how do you make that lie up like i I can't get over the fact that his mom's alive or maybe she died recently i mean they should yeah if she's alive she'd be on the news right they'd be camped out in front of her house just waiting just calling her i don't know if this is the interview but i've seen one of his interviews recently where he just took off the headphones and walked off set what really like that hamas guy you talked about last week (laughs) yeah yeah 
Um, I said it earlier about Hillary Clinton. I'm not ready to agree with Lindsey Graham, but God damn it. Here's what's going to happen. You've just denied this lady a promotion. So the context is Senator Tommy Tuberville, former Auburn oh, and Texas Tech head coach. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, so he made a deal, right? So that they could get some sort of spending package through, right? Because it started in the yeah. Senate, went back to the House. They agreed on it. Is that how that worked? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And part of that deal was he wasn't going to hold up the military appointments um, and he was like, and the way we can agree with this is if you bring the people up individually, we, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll participate in the voting. Oh, wow. I won't, yeah. I won't hold mm-hmm. up the voting. Um, and where they were trying to bring them in, in large chunks before. Uh, and there's just, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them. So they had a day of like 60 people get brought up and he didn't allow the votes for them. You did that. All of us are ready to promote her because she deserves to be promoted. She had nothing to do with this policy. Let me say it again. Everybody in this body could find an issue with any administration they don't agree with. And what we're going to do is open up Pandora's box. Today is abortion policy. If we take back the White House, we'll go back to the Mexico City policy, limiting dollars to be given to overseas entities that are engaged in the abortion business. Some pro-choice people don't like that. What would happen if they put a hold on all the officers because they don't agree with the Republican administration? There's a reason this, is, this has not been done this way for a couple hundred years. No matter where you believe it or not, Senator Turbeville, this is doing great damage to our military. I don't say that lightly. I've been trying to work with you for nine months. Folks, if this keeps going, people are going to leave. Let me tell you how the system works. You have 18 months, I think, from the time you're promoted to pin on. And if you don't make that gate, your time and grade up or out rule kicks in. There's some people that are waiting to be promoted that if they don't get promoted soon, they're going to be out of the military. Now, how does that help anybody if they're qualified? There's not one senator in here that could not find a reason to object to an administration policy. Here's right, what that's, that's it for that. But uh, I can't Man. stand how much I just agree with Lindsey Graham. I agree completely with everything he just said there. Yeah, it, it blows my mind that a Republican senator would do this and that th- he doesn't face more blowback. I mean, everybody should be saying what Graham's saying, like from the rafters. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, just imagine a Democrat. I mean, if, de- if a Democrat did that, they would say the entire oh. party hates the military, blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know? Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, this is, I think one of his fellow Republicans. And it is really unfortunate that tonight these men and women have been denied their promotions. We have done the best that we can to honor the request of a fellow senator that these nominations be brought to the floor and voted on individually. And I really respect men of their word. I do not respect men who do not honor their word. Dude, that's fucking huge, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I know everybody up there is a bunch of fucking liars, but like, I, I appreciate pointing out honoring your word. Like it's such an important, there's so much of our lives, like kind of teach us not to truly value that. And you can kind of get by with little white lies and then you just become more fast and loose with promising things and not committing to them, you know? 
Um, you know, and I'm not perfect, but like it, it eats at me when I commit to something and don't do it. Like I, yeah. And this guy is just in, in, in broad daylight, you know, in front of yeah. all of us with his ass out. Like it's just unbelievable. It really is. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got some clips from the uh, freedom summit. I probably won't play these all the way through. So there was a freedom summit down in Florida. This is Chris Christie at it. What a shock you're for Trump. I'm going to fall over dead. Now, look, now, look, every one of those boos, every one of those cat calls, every one of those yells will not keep it. Yes, sure. Will not solve. Do you hear that short, fast, just boo? Yeah, <laughs> like he was trying to scare him. I was like, no, 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 it's Halloween, bro. Um, yeah, the, so I mean, he he says something that's probably like an eloquent statement for a modern politician, but it's lost because of these fucking cretins. Mm-hmm. Um, and but like, if you notice, it's not everybody there. It's a very yeah. vocal, rude minority of the people yeah. there. Um, mm-hmm. But they're comfortable. What was the same thing in the debates? One problem we face in this. Yeah, I'll skip that. Okay. Um, There's a little bit more from that. This is Asa Hutchinson, another Republican candidate in the same venue. Can say that there is a significant likelihood that Donald Trump will be found guilty by a jury on a felony offense next year. A little bit more. That may or may not happen before you vote in March. And it might not make any difference to you. But it will make a difference for our chances to attract independent voters in November. That's it will a make a very reasonable thing to say through the booze. Did you hear that? Like, very if you want yes. to not have a Democrat elected, then you're going to have to get independents on board. And you're not going to do that by having is it, we're going to place We're going to talk about some polling when we talk about Biden in the next segment. Uh, mm-hmm. But one of the things that people asked was like, if Trump's doing better than Biden in swing state polling some questions about the polling I'll point out. But um, one of the things that's in the question is if Trump is found guilty so far, that always just makes him go more and more popular, at least with his base. Um, The people that were asked, it it would, it would represent like an eight or a six point swing in those polls. So everything would be reversed and Biden would have the lead. Um, So like, that's not something to ignore, at least if you trust polling data, right? Yeah, absolutely. Make a difference for those down ticket races for Congress and Senate. And that means so much, right? Like what, who, who wins down ticket affects who you're working with. Like good politicians, real politicians, not these 90 year olds that we have in office. Mm-hmm. They would go around the country this time of year traditionally and try to rally Congress seats, senator seats, because they want people in power, not just that are of their party, but that can work with what their agenda is. Hopefully you have a coherent agenda and you would like your preferred candidate to win in those states. That's not happening. It impacts their ability to govern. Right. But that's what he's talking about. It's like, if you're so married to Trump, you're not going to get, but they don't care because there's this whole project 2025. I don't have any clips for, um, it's basically like the heritage foundation and all those people that are trying to put together an agenda for Trump in office. And Mm -hmm. it's basically, you can go to the website. It's like, um, project 2025.com, something like that. And it's just, it's literally about how they want Trump to rule by fiat, be able to fire any federal employees. There's, it's, Mm -hmm. there's an act that says you can't do that. Um, they impeached Andrew Johnson for it. Um, this goes back quite a bit in our constitution. The, so they want to just get rid of all of that and have Trump 
probably have eight years until he's not alive anymore. The Putin model, basically. Right. Right. Um, that that is the agenda of the people that are trying to get Trump into office. That is repulsive to a lot of this country. Like yeah. you, campaigning off of warning people of that seems fair. I don't think that was my initial point, but that's where I ended up and I'm going to keep it moving. Um, so I played all those boos from that freedom rally, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out it was in Florida, so it was home turf for been this weaponized guy. against us. We cannot no allow there. the administrative state to impose its will on us without our consent any longer. Uh, we are going to end the weaponization of agencies like the Department of Justice, the FBI, and the IRS. So I think a lot of that booing really was, too, that that was home turf for Ron DeSantis, and they were not Trump and not Ronda. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Um, you want to see him not doing so well? <laughs> sure. Here he is in what shouldn't be a difficult interview. And look, you know, in Florida, uh, our crime rates at a 50 year low and our violent crime rates down 30 percent uh, since I've been governor. So so we're handling it strong. Governor, actually, statistically actually. speaking, the CDC says that the firearm mortality rate is actually higher under your administration than it was under your predecessor's administration. But I do want to move on to the campaign the, and just the what mortality your, rate. No, no, the no. Firearm mortality rate. Well, I don't But I. Was actually no, higher that, well, under your administration all, I mean, we, than your predecessors. We, that's according to the CDC. Let me because, move on to the campaign. Governor. Well, right, be, because of, well, because you had COVID and all that stuff. Excess mortality—is that what you're saying? That went up everywhere in the country uh, from 2020 on. No, Our excess mortality, mortality went up rate, less governor, the fire than mortality. anybody. The firearm mortality rate. Me, he, him not being able to pivot is right. making her repeat the part that he's right, not he understanding, and it makes it worse. The more, right. yeah. Yes, I know, right? She keeps saying, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. Don't worry about it, Ron. Campaign, because I want to let you respond. You can look, you know. Yes, that was it. Um, I was choking on my Coors banquet over here. Sorry about that. Uh, (laughs) Do you say Coors or Coors? How many O's? Oh, I guess two. It's Coors. It's Coors? Yeah. I mean, if you're from Colorado. Well, what? That sounds wrong. I don't know. You are from Colorado, though. You should take that. Yes. Yes, I would know. Yes. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. My grandpa went to Colorado School of Mines in Colorado. In Golden, rather. Um, Nice. Yeah. They have cool logos. Uh, All right. So that's it from the Freedom whatever. Um, That's the... Oh, no. That's the bomb. Oh, he got a a glowing endorsement from the uh, president of Iowa. We need someone who will fight for you and win for you. We need someone who won't get distracted, but will stay disciplined, who puts this country first and not himself. Nobody's doing it for that. That leader, that leader, that leader is Ron DeSantis. So she got the glowing endorsement from the governor Mm -hmm. of the state of the Iowa caucus. Um, don't forget if you have any thoughts on that. I'm going to forget this if I don't interrupt. Don't you think that I mean, Republicans have gotten to own Iowa by campaigning there so much. And where is Biden? He's at home washing his tights. That's a Batman reference. <laughs> um, I mean, there there has to be something that's to be said for the fact that Iowans will remember Republicans being there for the last fucking four months. And it's not until March, dog. Like, yeah, they've been going hard. And, and there's just not a Democrat to be seen there. 
Like it, it might have been good to divert some attention over to that area with your lower level aides to at least like preach your candidate who is not going to go through any primaries. Like pre right. like that I that that actually seems to really that has to resonate with a voting populace. Even I if you don't so. want it to, like I would, it just like via osmosis. I feel like there was some criticism around the Hillary campaign. Not going to Ohio, I think, and Pennsylvania or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. some of those battleground states um, because, you know, she just assumed she was going to be the candidate. It's not going to help the Democrats that he's not going through a primary. It would have been a good excuse to primary him and have somebody else in there. That Howard Dean guy. Have some debates. Have some, yeah. Yeah. Howard Dean. Um, That's Kim Reynolds. This is, uh, oh, so we're making fun of the right in general. Um, This is... They tried to someone on Fox tried to dunk on Ro Khanna and uh, Ro Khanna is probably my new favorite progressive. I know he's not new, but like when he talks, I'm like, holy shit, either this is either this is the woke mind virus that Elon's talking about or like (laughs) this guy's making sense, man. Like like and he says things in a way that's very palatable to independents and libertarians that aren't sold Mm -hmm. on the GOP in general, you know? Sure. The job creation is at a record high. Let's just look at some basic facts. Since the president has come into office, almost 14 million jobs created. Now, 70% of those are jobs that were recovered. Can I just I get in there? Because I, 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 I try not to interrupt, but created is a very, it's a very interesting word. Can you tell me what well, specific policy? She's trying to bring out the thing that I said the first few months of the like record jobs and stuff after the pandemic. Well, I was like, well, yeah, we also lost millions of jobs. Mm. So like you don't get to take credit. She tries to trot that out three years later. Okay. Under this president created those jobs. Yes, I actually can. The American Rescue Plan, which put in money into infrastructure and into uh, helping people stay employed in small businesses. The infrastructure bill, which has led to a boom in construction jobs. The CHIPS Act, which has led to a boom in manufacturing. The reason reason I ask ask is because a lot of that was a rebound from the COVID pandemic, correct? 70% of those jobs were recovered from the COVID pandemic. I'm acknowledging that. But here's the point. You know, it was recovered covered within two years because of the American Rescue Plan. We could have been in a Great Depression. Give the president rec- credit for the recovery and, and the creation of new jobs. Okay. And, and the reality is that this was the policy of the American Rescue Plan, of the CHIPS Act, of the infrastructure, of the Inflation Reduction Act. Four percent unemployment used to be considered full employment in this country. The inflation in this country at 3.7 percent okay. is less than inflation anywhere else it. in the so, world. Okay. The job- okay, well, you got to change the subject now. <laughs> He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Pretty good. He probably has something about guns I don't like, right? <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Well, nobody's perfect. Um, mm. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. I don't want to skip this. This is uh, local shit, but he lives in Washington. He gets. He's a representative from Tennessee, but, you know, representative in the House, not local politician. Mm. Good grief. Did I say, did I make sense there? You made sense, yes. Okay. Um, it's just another GOP guy getting uh, climate and weather confused. I've had a hot summer, but I just went trick-or-treating trick with my kids, and it was like, you know, the low that evening was 29 degrees. So the temperatures change, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, temperatures have been changing for the millennia. That being said, it, again, it's this alarmism, it's this agenda that stands in the way of our energy independence. Mm, got it. <laughs> Are we not energy independent? We you are, re- you exactly. read that book, you know, technically, yeah. because we export. 
and it's we not the same uh not the same grade that we would like use sweet in our and we year. want crude yeah. or the other way around right yeah right um okay all right but there's plans to like convert all that right there is yes. but they take a long time and we probably don't it's, have it takes time okay. yes and plus that doesn't jive with going green right it does not i mean think didn't obama say that you know if we're ever going to fix climate change we have to leave some of the oil in the ground don't pump it all out uh, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Obama said this. I smoked crack with Barack Obama and had sex with oh, him. No, well, Tucker said that. Obama! Tucker said that. Uh, was, okay. Uh, oh, happy three-year anniversary to the greatest press conference in the history of press conferences. <laughs> what was it called by? All the... Oh, my goodness. All the networks. This was at the uh, wow. Four Seasons Landscaping Company. All mm-hmm. the networks. He looks to the sky. All the we networks. forget about the law. Judges don't count. All the networks, all the networks, all the networks thought Biden was going to win by 10%. Gee, what happened? Come on, don't be, don't be ridiculous. Networks don't get to decide elections. Courts do. The what, did the courts, Biden, what did the courts say, Alan? What was it called by? They also said Trump yeah, lost. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't the, the, the second best um, press conference of all times wasn't at the uh, Four Seasons landscaping. <laughs> It was that one where his hair started melting down his yeah, face. The dye started coming yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Four seasons Powell. landscaping, man. Like that's too funny to not just remember every that's day and smuck and chuckle, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Three years feels like it was just yesterday. <laughs> uh, let's make fun of the left a little bit here. I've got Joe Biden walking up to a microphone, um, just absentmindedly. He's not the the microphone's not for him. There's other people behind him. I do, folks. I'm not introducing me, Marcus. So then he gets away, so Mark can do it, looks in the wrong direction. I went straight to the podium. I apologize. (laughs) Just fucking old man, dude. Like, I just, in the the polls that we're going to talk about uh, after this clip, they, uh, this next clip I'm going to play right now, Uh, in the polls that we're going to talk about, the New York Times Siena poll, they, I think it's overwhelming, like over 70% of the people polled were like, Joe Biden is too old to be an effective mm-hmm. president. Like yeah. that, that's the shit that like makes people think that more and more every day, mm-hmm. you know, which is wild though, because the oldest president on inauguration day was Joe Biden. And if Trump gets reelected, he'll be older than that when he's sworn in. When he assumes. Yes. 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 All right. Um, this lo- this next clip is, it's about a minute. It's a little rambly, but I think it does a good job to set up the conversation I'd like to have with you about like, Biden's campaign, where it is at this moment, this poll that we keep hinting at. Um, I talk about it like that because it came out on Sunday. I think most of the, our, our listeners like to pay attention to the news. They're probably familiar with it. Uh, we'll, we'll dig deeper into it than just talking about, you know, what, what's been, what we've heard. This is more of what our take is on it. But let's start with this clip from the Reason Roundtable to set it up. Results, there's nothing he can do because the things that people are almost literally screaming into the phone anytime a pollster reaches them is he's too old and I feel poor (laughs) and he can't (laughs) he can't do anything about being old and at least by some argument people are wrong to feel poor you know we've talked about this uh, in our weird economy segments like maybe people are poor maybe they are not poor it's all very complicated but they feel feel poor it's like what i was saying and they earlier. think he's too like old we're, we're not accustomed to the pricing being what it is like like it's still just like well i can't afford that which is true right but we're not used to it yet like yeah or 
and this they, is that's what inflation does, right? Like it, it, it. The people that have wealth can ride through it. Everybody else, it's like, oh, did I just move from middle to lower class? Mm-hmm. Oh, how about that? Isn't that feel something? poor? And they think he's too old. And those are those are things that are going to be hard to take a dent out of. Um, they're right that the economy is kind of messed up and he's too old. Like voters are correct on these two fronts. Um, so I, you know, the, the detail of the poll that I liked was uh, the, the finding that uh, if if Joe Biden could just win over the people who do not favor Biden in a Biden-Trump matchup, but do favor Harris in a Harris-Trump matchup, he could win in those battleground states. I don't even like, know. All he has to do is win the people who would favor Kamala Harris in a <laughs> Harris-Trump matchup. That doesn't sound that hard. And there is a year. That- so maybe he can do it. It does sound hard because that shouldn't be the challenge. It sounds hard because it's like, oh, I'm built to do X, Y, and Z. You can't throw 15 at me. Like, that's a, that's numbers, first of all. Like, I don't, I don't do numbers. I do a letter game here. I told you X, Y, and Z. Uh, I'm in my metaphor too far, Alan. <laughs> I mean, like, I if your that's... problem is saying, okay, we need it to not be me, we need it to be Kamala versus Trump. How does that win when she's so unlikable? Because Trump is also very unlikable. Um, but to her point, there is, is this a whole like year. multiplying by negatives, two negatives, yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, th- there's a whole year. Um, I'm sure that his campaign is going to be out there trying to preach the uh, you know the economy is in better shape because of Biden and his policies, uh, like Rokana was talking about in that interview. You know, and as far as the he's too old thing. We've been talking about that on the show for a while. However, he still has moments of clarity where he seems like he definitely knows what's going on. There's definitely moments where he just sees a, a podium and a microphone and walks up to it like that too. And he's like, "Oh, that's for me, clearly." Um, and you know, probably as a president of the United States, usually it is for you. Yeah, but this uh, is all feedback, man. Yeah. Like, like you should. Be, what you're saying, they should be able to take that and message to it. Yeah, and I think how tone deaf do you have to be to have had to hear this to know that? I think they I think they've been aware of it. Well, then but, their attempts have been bad. Certainly if it's that good, yeah, you should I have think, been able to make the message. Right. Move the move the needle, right? Yeah, move the um, needle. This is all about perception though. Yes. You know, again, you know, how fe- people are feeling about the and who owns the, future the, of the country or their economy, etc. Um so that's that's going to be the challenge for Biden and his uh, campaign going forward to move that perception needle. So this poll was New York Times and Siena College. It mm-hmm. was 3,000 or so participants in six states. Okay. Am I alone to think that that seems like not enough people to have an opinion of six different places? That's 500 per. Yeah, there is a science to how they do that. To no, but, they, that work, but, but that science is definitely under a lot of question after the last two elections. That's true. That's true. Um, so it was a Pennsylvania, Ohio, Arizona, Nevada, Georgia. Nevada. I bet you would have got it if I didn't. New Mexico. You. Sure. Anyway, essentially, all the states that were battleground states in twenty Arizona, twenty Arizona. I said Arizona. I think. Um, so, and they tried to choose a cross section of, of different types of voters. Um, yeah, I'm always skeptical of these polls. Though. I mean, we've we've had polls. That's a completely off for a while. That being a New York Times poll, you can apparently get into it and toggle all the metrics yeah. around. Um, and if you do so, you see a lot of um, interesting facts within the data set. But then again, if you're thinking it's maybe 500 people from each state, 
now you're going to have that opinion of black male voters, white evangelical women like that previously voted for Trump like that. What subset is that 20? What's your cohort at that size? Right. If I'm using mm-hmm. cohort appropriately, I really actually do kind of question this data. Um, but that said, I, I, I think they're right. I think their message is right to read, you know. Um, what was odd is that the Democrats, well, I don't think it's that odd based on like just existing in the world and paying attention, but, uh, Democrats polled are Joe Biden's doing better in States that are more wider. So Mm -hmm. the more diverse the state is, the farther behind he is in from Trump. And it's, it's a, it's behind like Trump is leading in these States. Yeah. But if you, Replace Joe Biden with a generic Democrat. Yes. Generic Democrat does win. It's so 48. So that's those are the things you can toggle around in that. So a generic Democrat versus Donald Trump wins 48 to 40, which is a huge swing in this, right? Huge. Um, I, I have a thought about that. Okay. I feel like in someone's mind, like these are words and we're interpreting it and trying to take another thought out of it and make that mean something else. Right. But this is happening within someone's head while they're asked a question and they're answering. So psychologically, when you say a hypothetical, what what did they say? A generic Democrat versus Mm -hmm. Donald Trump, that generic Democrat can be your favorite. Anyone that either has no problems or like problems that you'll dismiss, right? Like that's how you end up with someone being the generic Democrat doesn't exist. Just like the generic Republican doesn't exist. Mike Johnson was supposed to be that. And he's got gay conversion money, zero bank (laughs) accounts. Everybody comes with baggage. Yes. Right. Right. So generic Democrat winning 48 to 40, the person that is willing to vote for a generic Democrat is the person that's going to vote for Joe Biden when that is the name in place of generic Democrat a year from today. I tend to think that as well. I also think that the outcome of some of these legal trials with Trump is going to move the needle. And that's what we said. It was six uh, percent. I wrote it down in the notes here. Yeah. Six, yeah. So there'd be a six percent change in people's willingness to vote for Trump if he was convicted, which would swing this entire thing. Um, another reason why I'm iffy on the data: Real Clear Politics has polling from these same states, and it's very different. So I saw that. Yeah, the comparison for Nevada, the New York Times poll said that. Uh, Trump would win by 11 points. And in the real clear politics poll, it's 2%. Which was within the, the margin, margin of error. error. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think this is good for the Democrats to see. And um, again, a whole year. From yes. Right. A year out. And I'm not going to play clips that have been going around where um, people have been saying that like in 2011, uh, they thought that Romney would be uh, by Obama. Wow. Mm-hmm. Having a Biden moment there, um, or a Trump moment. Hey, oh, the checks keep coming in. <laughs> Thanks, Democratic Party. We'll keep making the jokes. Um, but, but, shit. What was I saying? The polling in 2011 had. Yeah, and that, and the, how they thought there'd be a red wave in 2022, and that none of that right. really happened. Didn't so, happen. yeah. Well, I mean, the way that you hedge for that is to have things end up on the ballot that bring people in from that party down ticket. Right. And vote down ticket. Right. So that's why in states where abortion was on the ballot in 2022, Democrats did well because people came out to vote for that. And then I go, wow, we're here. I guess I can have myself a few of these vote for Democrat, vote for Democrat yeah. and get out. And you're on. actually seeing that same issue on ballots in 
you know, purplish states. Well, how's that? Um, how's that shaking out tonight? I know we got an election in Ohio and Kentucky, or no, Kentucky and yeah, Ohio and Kentucky, right? Yeah. So Bashir is projected to win in Kentucky. Okay. Um, in Ohio, the uh, that's adding- a that's a recipe for president. If you can I, win yeah. two terms in Kentucky, yeah, I agree. Um, Slick the, it uh, abortion about that. So adding abortion to Ohio's constitution as a, a legally protected right. As a legally years, protected right? Yes. Um, is projected to win as well. That's 56 to 44 right now. Oh, that's a lot. It's a lot. Wow. Yeah. And Ohio is, you know, relatively conservative in a lot of areas. Yeah. If you look at the breakdown, it's definitely obviously in the population centers. Sure. Uh, you know, Columbus, et cetera, where, where that's really having the Troy, impact. O- even, Troy, Troy, Ohio. Yeah, even in even in uh, counties where Trump won one in twenty in twenty twenty, uh, the abortion, um, they're voting in favor of the abortion being legally protected by the Constitution. Oh wow! So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's so probably because Trump's come out and been like, "This six week stuff is insane, guys." It's like, well, and that's Trump's only saying. saying that because um, DeSantis is trying to get the six week right, right. one passed, and he like he hates him. <laughs> But we've been talking about this forever, ever since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, is that that's not the direction the, com- the country wants. Right. That's not what the people want. Dude, um, when was- Mexico is legalizing abortions, right. like right. Catholic-ass Mexico is legalizing right. abortion, like right. you, this is, you are not following what the people yeah. that vote for, they try to, you know, the, the people who need to vote for you in this popularity contest are not on board with what you no. are trying to say. Um but that's why you get them in other culture wars and you hope to get enough that they'll forgive you for that. Uh, so speaking of kind of changing your mind, I suppose we'll go with that. I haven't played Bob and buzz. This is buzz. Uh, this is buzz considering, you know, if this is what they're saying about Joe Biden, maybe it's not too late to open our mind as a party and think about something else. Him being a died in the world progressive. Sure. Have the wrong candidate again. If it comes to that, I'm not you. You know, you and I have both been Biden all the way, and and I think you you still are. I'm a little more open at this point on, on the Democratic side. Maybe you know, I I don't know what's going to happen. We are still a year out. If it's Biden, I support him a thousand percent. What I really support is the Democratic nominee. Mm-hmm. I support the Democratic nominee. A thousand percent. And and I have, uh, you know, as recently as yesterday posted the good things that Biden is doing. What about but I good look things? around me and realistically, I see the message isn't getting across. Nobody, you know, uh, people and maybe it's because they're not paying attention that they don't know about Joe Biden's accomplishments. Speaking of not paying attention in 2020, people polled said they were 51 percent of people polled said they were paying attention to the news heavily. And it, mm-hmm. now that same poll is tracking at like 33%. So people are just, yep. yeah. Yeah, that's wild. I like to hear, I like hearing Buzz say that. I, I do too. It's, um, um, yeah. It's refreshing. But also, I mean, he could be one of those people that says generic Democrat, you know, like he's just saying any Democrat, I'll take yeah. a thousand percent. Right. Um, and you'll get, what, eight more out of a hundred that will say that than, right. yeah. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the, yeah, I would circle that as not voting for Trump, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to do. Well, here's Bob Seska, the, the proprietor of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, mm-hmm. uh, right. talking about his preferred other candidates. 
fact, I think if they're going to do this, they need to have one or two people in mind. And one of those yeah. two people has got to be Kamala Harris. Oh. And I think the other one would end up being Gavin Newsom. Okay. Jeez. So Alan, you'd baggage. hate that because then you wouldn't have your governor anymore. America. Yeah, you don't want to see him go. Do you think that, so my take on that is that, I mean, Newsom has as much baggage as Hillary did in 16. I agree. Maybe. Um, and so there's, and, and Kamala, you know, also does. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if either of those are better candidates than Biden. Yeah. Um, I would like to see somebody step up. Um, but so far we haven't seen that again, a whole year to go, whole year to go. The thing is that Trump is inherently unpopular, like definitively unpopular. He's never had more than 47% of the popular vote. vote. Yeah. Yeah. And come election time, he's not going to be more popular. No, if anything, it'll be less. It'll just be how electoral math works out. Do you want to make any predictions? Um, about the based on where, where about, we're at right now, who would you predict? I mean, right now, I don't see any any um, alternative to Biden on the Democrat side, and I don't see any realistic alternative to Trump on the Republican side. And given a rerun of that election, I think Biden wins. When um, you think about that and you start to do that math, do you just go, "Oh, my head hurts. I can't think about how RFK affects that." Um, so there's different polling that shows different things, but. What I've read most recently is that RFK pulls more more voters from the Trump side than he does the Biden side. I saw that too. Um, so I, I I tend to think that if he's going to be a spoiler, it'll be on that edge of the spectrum. Okay. Well, Alan is not going to give a uh, definitive prediction, which I would expect from such a coward. Uh, what I just what? did? Oh, what did you say, Biden? I did. Yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> uh, I have. I have. Uh, I was too busy thinking of what I wanted to say. Oh, okay. I, I have a, my, my prediction is an incredibly unpopular, astonishingly old white man will be president. <laughs> oh, now you're the one. In, on the... <laughs> uh, I mean, there is always the option of an actuarial intervention. I think that's the uh, the proper you know Big words. Uh, proper term to use. I like it. The, at these men's age, both main candidates. I won't say their name before I say the rest of the sentence, just in case NSA agent wants to, you know. Mm-hmm. The AI lumps this in um, at these two men's age on an actuarial table, about 7% of men that age will die in just any given year. Now it's oh, a wow. different 7% every time. It's not, you know, it's sure. not how statistics work. It's not like seven, one year. That means 14, the next year. like, but yeah, you just 7% chance of just falling over, you know? Right. Yeah. Too many big Macs. Yeah. It, it, Alan, the other one's older. Don't go I to know, Mr. Big Mac. Yeah. Somebody's got a bicycle they can't seem to stay on top of. Um, <laughs> or you never know. Maybe the dog will finally go and turn on him. Um, yeah. I got a couple of clips of this show's getting long. Uh, I'm going to play this one, though, because I do want to make fun of this guy. And it hurts me to do so because I used to want to like him so bad. But, dude, what's wrong with your mans here, dude? So uh, Fetterman is talking back to a protester and he thought he had a good one but good grief then fetterman says this the joke the joke is on you i had a stroke i can't fully understand what you're saying the man is eventually escorted out by police as he tells the senator to go home another protester speaks 
So wow. his way of quelling it is to say, joke's on you. I can't understand what people are saying because I had a stroke. By the way, I'm going to go back to crafting and passing legislation. Yeah, that's not a not a great take. Yeah, I mean, it's not his fault he had a stroke, but like, sure. that's just also, I don't think that's, I mean, when, when he was Mr. You know, uh, man of the people, I don't think in my mind I was envisioning somebody that would stoop to that level. I right, same. Although he must stoop often because of how tall he is. Hey, all right. Um, I do want to play this. I've been looking forward to this one all week. This is a, uh, are you familiar with the internet uh, phenomenon called girl math? Mm-hmm. Oh, can you tell the audience what girl, can you mansplain what girl math is to our, <laughs> it's like when your girlfriend says she's going to, uh, to get a coffee, but then there's like 10 other things that are involved in that. Yeah. Sort of essentially they've been like, there's girl math. I've seen like, um, I've seen, politician math there's a whole yeah but girl math like the most stereotypical example is like well yes i can afford this thousand dollar purse because i'm probably going to wear it more than the rest of my other purses and if it becomes that regular then it's only like five dollars a wear whereas this thirty dollar purse i'm only going to wear once that's thirty dollars a wear so in that case i should buy this purse right sure that's one example yeah I don't live with anybody that has any kind of habits like that. Um, (laughs) me i do girl math anyways this is uh i'm gonna call this gun girl math This is bad. So you might have seen the news story about my tweet regarding Ben Shapiro and his love. So this is her response tweet. This is her clapback tweet to somebody calling her stupid, I think. Love of AR-15s. Big round of applause for the clever detectives who pointed out that technically a few ranchers and animal control people did own these guns before 2004. And since we're all big fans of math... Here are more numbers that seem relevant. Here it is. In 1992, AR-15s composed roughly 21 in every 100 firearms made in the U.S. 21 in every 100. In 2020, almost one in five guns made here were AR-15s. Okay, hold on. What's 21? Wait, that's 20%. Yeah, if anything, that's less. It's still, yeah, okay. (laughs) That's that's 20%. Yeah. Well, 21% technically in the first one. She said almost 20% in the second one, which I would think she's rounding up. So right. I, think, I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I was not paying attention that closely. The first About 3% of our national population is retarded. Um, okay, so uh, I did have a note here to ask you about election updates. Um, I think let's play a couple of Culture Wars clips. Mm-hmm. This is the video from the first time we did this. I hate nicotine because nicotine frees your mind. No. No. Oh, if only the government would tell my kids they're fat. You can't even get the planes to take off on time. Oh, you're obsessed with gas stoves. No, you're obsessed with gas stoves, buddy. I, uh, I this wasn't the real I thought it was going to be. I thought this was the culture war intro, and I just I I, it, it it's lived in the show sheet forever, but I never play it because I have the button. But this time right. I was like, oh, I'll just fucking open that up. Where the fuck is it here? <laughs> It's another battle in the culture wars. Oh, not the culture wars. They're worried about a culture war. Culture wars. Stop with the culture wars. <laughs> uh, starting things off, we'll start with uh, Jim, naughty Jim Norton, that naughty, mm-hmm. naughty boy, Jim Norton, uh, saying something that... Tell you know nobody truly cares about the right or wrong of it. I don't care what network, MSNBC, Fox, CNN, where there's, you know, five talking heads, blah, blah, blah. When's the last time any of them stopped in the middle and went, you know what? You're right. I'm wrong about that. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. It never happens. So either everybody is right and everybody is a genius or everybody is just a self-centered trying to win the argument. I think that's a more uh, likely scenario. Welcome to none taking. Oh, I think I got a thing for this. 
Um, I don't, there's nothing to add to that. I got a couple of clips of people trying to get each other censored. Um, so, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying, um, is it Talib for anti-Semitic statements? Talib? Yeah. And then, uh, someone else is trying to get Democrat. I think it's Democrat Brian Mast, uh, which is, I don't believe he's a Republican, but Brian Mast, uh, they're trying to censor him for making anti-Palestinian uh, statements, dehumanizing the people of Gaza. Um, Brian Mast, if you don't remember, is the one who showed up to Congress on like October 9th wearing his IDF military uniform because he did uh, oh. he had finished his time in the service and then I believe went for IDF or maybe he did a joint operation with them and was uniformed. I don't know how that works, but... Um, yeah. Hey, just like, I'm not trying to be snarky here. That's, this is not a sarcastic, like, Hey, by the way, that's weird. That's weird. Right. Like, like showing up to the U S Congress in a foreign country's military. I don't care. Uniform. I don't care if it's an ally. That's weird. Like, by the way, he, he's a Republican. He's a Republican. Okay. From Florida. Okay. Dude, that's like, like you should like, that's, that's just, that's bad taste. It's, it's not, it's beyond bad taste. It's beyond tan suit, right? Like way beyond tan suit. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to play this clip in the culture wars. My cunt sister, Amber sent it in. Uh, <laughs> she said I could call her that. I was like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I wasn't surprised by another delay at the last school board meeting. Cause no matter how hard you try to implement these discriminatory policies in the right way, you are never going to find a right way to do the wrong thing. And Governor Youngkin's policies are wrong. One of the ways you could tell is because you have speakers from groups like Moms for Liberty here to support them. And I'll be real simple in case you aren't paying attention. They're not the good guys. (laughs) How can you tell? I can help. The good guys don't get declared extremist groups by human rights organizations. Never in history have the good guys been the ones trying to ban books. Never in history have the good guys been a segregationist group pushing to legislate identity. Never in history of the good. I think there's plenty of people on the left that want to legislate identity politics, but I'm not going to take away from his overall point. But like overall, he's correct. Okay. <clears throat> guys been closely connected with and supported by hate groups like the Proud Boys. And the good guys don't put Hitler quotes for inspiration on the front of their newsletters. Newsflash. They're the bad that. guys. There's bad guys here supporting bad policy. And if you support the same bad policy, guess what? Come. Wait, You're one of the bad guys, on. too. That's the way we had a thing for that. Hold on. Where's the thing? Okay. I told myself I was going to time this. Bad policy. And if you support the same bad policy, guess what? Come guess what? You're one Come of the bad guys, too. I couldn't even time it. Damn it. When you look around and see only the wrong people support what you're doing, you're doing the wrong thing. Now, you've heard some speakers hey, come I, up. I came too soon. Did you notice that? <laughs> here and say how they love these kids, but won't accept them. I'm here telling you that if your love makes somebody not want to be alive, it's not love. That's not love. Okay. I don't feel comfortable having played the preacher clips in this context. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he made his point pretty well there. Because um, yeah. I think if you're just like casually observing things online, you may not know what this mom's for whatever it is. But like, um, I, you know what? since when do we listen to a group of moms anyways, right? Back in the nineties, they'd always tell us not to drink and drive and like <laughs> fucking angry ass moms. 
Um, I've got, okay, this will be quick. This is uh, in some state. They were passing some legislation to, um, due to, no, they were, it, there were tax credits for farmers and tax credits for f- private schools, but for the private school money, the tax credit would be adjusted for inflation, but the farmers won't. Um, I have a question for some of my Republican colleagues. Again, I'm still trying to make sense of what we're doing here. Just a few minutes ago, we declined to index the farmland preservation tax credit to inflation, but in this in Senate Substitute Amendment 1, we are choosing to index private school tuition deduction to inflation. So can someone explain to me why farmers don't deserve to have their tax credit indexed, but parents who choose to send their kids to private school do? And I'll save you there. That is followed by 36 seconds of silence. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah they weren't prepared for that one. Oh, you got yeah, me there. Clearly not. You got me. <laughs> Shit. Clearly not. We did not think this through. Um, Oh, oh, that's the end of the culture wars. Um, I know we have other big stories. Wasn't there something else? Something else. It's like a war. China, Taiwan. Oh, Ukraine. Fuck. Oh, yeah. All right. So I got a couple clips from Ukraine. We've got Zelensky. Um, First of all, before I play this clip, did you see that headline that Zelensky offered to fly Trump out and tour him and uh, pitch him for money? I did not see that. No. Whoa! Got you again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God damn it. it. Yeah, Alan said this again. Uh, this one. Nazi. Nazi. Yeah, see, now I'll have a third one there. <laughs> uh, you're taking up the old uh, X going to give it to you stuff. I'll keep that one. In there. Come on! I'll probably take that one out. I've never played that. Uh, okay, so this is Zelensky. Um, I'm not going to play the clip of the me, a money now, please, but. But even feeling strong and have a lot of energy. It doesn't mean that we want to fight all our life because the price is high, like I said, because the war takes the best of us, the best heroes, the best men, women, children. That's it. But we are not ready to give our freedom to this terrorist Putin. That's it. That's why we are fighting. That's it. And that's that's the clip. All right. Yeah, like that it. was the most context I could find with it. A lot of there was a lot of isolated clips of that. Um, you so I think that this pairs well with that. You, I'm sure, are aware of the Economist report about how his own generals are saying he's delusional about the battlefront and that mm-hmm. he's he's committed to a victory or like, apparently lose Ukraine. Um, mm-hmm. Can can you add some commentary to that? Well, it's just that they people are people around him are saying that those expectations are not realistic, and that he needs to think about maybe next steps as to what he's willing to give up in exchange for the the end of hostilities. So it's pretty obvious that the counteroffensive didn't go anywhere. There's been, you know, got bogged down. Yeah, yeah. God, it's just got bogged down. You know, hey, you know, this is uh, you look at World War Two. You know, there's there's some times where there wasn't a lot of movement. You know, but that that ended, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess over like a five-year war, this is maybe the bad year, huh? Is that? It's not looking good. I mean, the Ukraine can't Ukraine can't keep this up forever, um, regardless of whether or not the West. they have our our support. Mm. Um, they just can't do it forever, right? I mean, they're the, what's the, the other stories that you don't hear other than from places like antiwar.com is that 
uh, people are accustomed. They, they would, they're on 18 months of mm-hmm. service and there's no leave time, no, you know, few months off because they can't afford to. And there are groups protesting within Ukraine that are trying to just get people home from the front, mm-hmm. which they can't afford to do. Right. They can't. No. So when does that become unsustainable foreign troops added to it because they because short of that you're negotiating with russia i don't i don't see that happening you don't see negotiating with russia happening no i don't see foreign troops beginning. i see negotiating with russia happening as well yeah i yeah. see that yes. so so what the land bridge to crimea um they do they get the flooded territory is that ukraine's from when they blew up that dam i think that should be ukraine's oh okay i'd have to look at it on a map um, yeah, it's kind of over, huh? Because the West doesn't care anymore. Nobody can afford or wants to keep supporting the war. We got to be prepared to back up Taiwan. Israel. Oh, and Taiwan. Yeah. And, yeah. um, we'll just have a bunch of people that we promised military support to just make it on their own. That's always worked for us in the past. We just leave them and then they're fine. Yeah, it doesn't work out no. well, actually. Okay. Yeah. Imagine a white Mujahideen. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. That's exciting. And they'll have all the military equipment we gave them. Oh, that'll be so fun. And the training. Oh, my God. Right. Ten years in the future is going to be so hilarious. Like, I wish I could just look at it for a minute and laugh and then come back and enjoy these moments, you know, <laughs> while we still have them. <laughs> That's dark, man. It is. Oh, I have That's something. We can, we can end it on two light sounds. Okay. All right. This is, uh, I think I'm playing this just to have isolated parts in the soundboard. I bought the fresh stick, just as you told me. Secretary. You're absolutely right. It's neat and quick, and it goes on dry. It's probably from the 50s. It did make me feel cool and sweet, just as you said. I did everything you said, but my boss still hasn't asked me to lunch. In matters of vaginal odor, an unpleasant aroma down there could cast a shadow on the grandest of romances. Shouldn't you prioritize those little steps to ensure pure, delicate allure? When you think of it, that's quite a lot. Wow. <laughs> that, that probably wasn't the palate cleanser you were looking for, is it? It was not. All right. <laughs> wow. Uh, um, I didn't know where to put this in the show, and part of me kind of wanted to just make it a, a, a final sound. Um, okay. So I guess I'll ask you a question first, and then we'll play this sound, and then we'll do a little ha <laughs> if you're, you know, all the, 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 the montage we do at the end of the show. Um, so, okay, so I have a question, which is also music-related. Did not plan this. Um, you familiar with this song, uh, Love Shack, by the B-52s? Of course. Yeah, Love Shack. It's a place where we can get together. Yeah, baby, that's where it's at. Is, yeah. um, is that an orgy house? <laughs> Because he's got a Chrysler. It's as big as a whale. It's, yeah. it's about to set sail. There's a lot of people in it. And they're going to go to the funky little shack with the yeah. rusted tin roof. The love shack. I mean, it's the together. love shack. You know, I think you're right. you might be onto something there. Yeah. This whole right. time, all the karaoke's, just, you know, <laughs> the lady with the beehive hair. That's right. how they got away with it in the 50s. They were just like, yeah, we were swingers the whole time. You didn't know? <laughs> You didn't see all the pineapples? Yeah. What is it with the pineapples? <laughs> Were you know. telling me about that or was it Natasha? I know it's a thing. Explain the pineapples. I, I thought I knew. 
the pineapple is just a symbol of that you're into that lifestyle, swinger lifestyle. That so seems people... like that seems like the way rumors get started. It can't be true that you're just like that. You it can't be going out of your way to have pineapple involved. People in things. have them like on their clothing in front of their home. Really, this is like hanky rooms. culture. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but like at some point, hanky culture became not true, right? Do you think this is is this like the loofah thing down at the uh, retirement homes? Oh, I don't. <laughs> There's a, some retirement home in Florida where they have loofahs on their go karts. Oh, the villages. Yeah. The yeah. Villages. Different color loofahs mean you're into like butt play and stuff. Different stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Five margaritas. Big fans of Trump down there. The villages, I mean. Yes. Yeah. I um, I was just going to interrupt you with the song, but I didn't unmute it. Now I have to refresh everything. <laughs> um, it's probably better I set it up. This is, I think this is a fun final sound. We'll go out with this. This is, uh, okay. this is a uh, choir. The, Something Lamont men's choir singing hooked on a feeling. Thanks, Thrash. Hi, man. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, dude. Fun. Talk to you later. <laughs> when a guy's banging you, y'all let me in his damn house. Oh, how about that? Come in the name of peace. L M F A O. What in the world is this? Is Kevin McCarthy a moron? And if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady, cat turd. I will not suffer this harlot. <laughs> How great! An anti-American Marxist! Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. China is asshole! God bless the United States. <laughs> now this is- Podcasting.